The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. It is the 2nd of November 2022. This is your week, well, one of your weekly doses of In The Corner. Hope you all had a great Halloween. Hope not too many drinks were uh, consumed. If they were, hope the headache's gone now. Uh, I'd like to know what you all dressed up as, to be fair. I probably should have put a tweet out beforehand. Uh, you asked for it, ladies and gents. So he is here, and every Wednesday going forward, well, when he's free, <laughs> Mr. Tyler is joining me as a permanent co-host here on In The Corner. Every Wednesday he will be with us. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Benny. It's great to be with you on In The Corner, and I'm so uh, privileged and honored to join you as a uh, permanent co-host, uh, at least, like you said, when I can be available, and you do such a fantastic job by yourself as well. Uh, I recommend this show uh, just for Benny, because he does an amazing <laughs> job. So thank you for, man, I got to push you over. I, that's the least yeah, I can do, so I I'm happy him. to be here. I haven't, it's not solicited, I haven't asked him to do that, <laughs> but I appreciate it big time, man. No, man, the, you coming on, you uh we did Extreme Rules together, and uh, then uh, the Twitter, the Twitterverse. Oh, we did. The Twitterverse uh, lit up and was like, Tyler and Benny, let's have more of that, please. Um, you know, so we, you know, it took us a couple of weeks to work out the deal, but we we got there. Um, so yeah, yeah, we did. We were in negotiations, as it were, and uh, but no, it it was seriously, it was uh, a good time. It, and I was uh, so happy for you and your show, and it, it meant a lot for to get that kind of feedback, to the compliments. Uh, I didn't even realize it. I mean, we were just having a conversation like you normally do on a podcast, and everybody seemed to enjoy it. So uh, that made me feel good, and uh, you know, I was glad to be a small part because you do such a great job, Benny. I appreciate it. Uh, stop blowing smoke. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. I'm only joking. Uh, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. So most well, we're aiming for every Wednesday. Obviously, things happen. I'm not going to pretend that uh, Tyler will be here every Wednesday, but that is the plan going forward. So when he's here, brilliant. Uh, and then obviously you're going to be stuck with me on the Sunday show talking about SmackDown and whatever else. My uh, my lovely self. Um, apparently, I've got a good voice, so we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> you do have a great voice, and I recommend uh, your SmackDown reviews, Raw reviews, even if I'm not able to join you. Regardless, I appreciate it, man. I really do appreciate yeah. it. No, I no. I mean, we 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 clicked uh, on the extreme rules. Bearing in mind, I just want to let. I know we kind of talked about it before, but I was you know, so I, I was looking for somebody to come on. So I recommended yourself, and we got talking just via DMs, and then we didn't actually speak to each other till Extreme Rules uh, predictions, and then. It just flew, and it was great talking to you. And we've been uh, like talking pretty much ever since, on and off. To be fair, oh, uh, we have. It, it was a blast talking extreme rules, and and we connected more, and we're able to message off air. And yes, I a big credit to the producer, the guy that does it all on the SJP World Media Network. He is just a machine. You're gonna and put anybody I, over? It's gonna be Sai. <laughs> you know, I, I better do that too because he he's gonna be listening, and he's probably wondering. Why is it my name not mentioned? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm trying. To, we should like try and work out who everybody on the network is in terms of wrestler form. I want to say like maybe maybe SJP is the Paul Heyman of the SJP uh, World Media. <laughs> that works. Uh, I was going to say Vince McMahon, but probably not. Let's go with maybe Triple H. Let's go with Paul Heyman. I think <laughs> he uh, 
<laughs> yeah, let's Heyman's go. Heyman's a great choice. Yeah, he's very creative and, and very ingenious in so many ways. So yeah, Paul Heyman's a, a great <laughs> choice. Hopefully, so. I appreciate it. I have no idea. Uh, you are listening to in the corner. Obviously, thank you for downloading the podcast uh, wherever you are. Um, obviously, it's recorded today on the second of November, twenty twenty-two, and then we release it. I like to do these shows as if we're live because one day I want to do them live, but uh, it's just. Uh, but I want to try sure. and release them on the day, you know, uh, when, when I can. So, but uh, yeah, you can, we're going, to, we're going to be talking a bit of Raw going forward, Tyler. Um, and obviously, uh, we've got the Elias uh, Superstar Focus we're going to start doing. Um, I can't wait. And uh, Elias, I thought we'd just do to start with because he's recently returned. Uh, actually, a good conversation, I think, coming up on that one because I've, I've realized something. And I think you actually put me onto it when we last spoke. But um, if you want to get in contact with this show, you can do it on Twitter at In the Corner WWE. You can also email the show now, which I keep forgetting to say. But it is in the description to the last probably three or four episodes. But you can email the show at In the Corner WWE at gmail.com. So any comments that aren't long enough for uh, Twitter, uh, you can do it via email form. Um, but yeah, maybe some suggestions at in the corner WWE at gmail.com for who we should uh, focus on and talk about um, next yeah. Wednesday, you know? Uh, so, you know, whoever Get that may be. Get those emails in. Definitely. Uh, whether, you know, we're, we're probably going to probably focus it more on WWE wrestlers, past and present. But uh, yeah, we'll start there and we'll see how, it, we'll see how this little feature progresses. Uh, but before we get there, let's dive straight into Raw, Tyler, if that's all right, because we have got new women's tag team champions already. Oh, we do. Yeah, History has been made, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think, I, I feel, right, we're going to be talking, obviously, uh, Crown Jewel anyway, so this is gonna, probably going to mesh in a bit here, but do you feel them losing the tag team titles to Alexa and Oscar, in terms of damage control, obviously, um, does that, is, this a, is this a hint that maybe Bailey could be picking up the Raw Women's uh, Championship at Crown Jewel? It might be a hint. I feel like she may need to. As much as I was in favor of Bianca having a longer title reign, I just feel like damage control, as much as I like this group, I've said this on numerous podcasts, and I'm going to reinstate this point, uh, this fact that I feel like this storyline is kind of getting stale a bit. Yeah, no, uh, as I, exciting I as it was, you know, with Bailey showing up at SummerSlam, I, I know that's revisionist history. I think they've kind of uh, booked themselves, uh, pardon the pun, in the corner. Speaking of which, uh, who knew? Uh, with the the whole angle, I, you know, a lot of talent with EO Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey for crying out loud, former champion in her own right. So she's due a championship. I don't mind Alexa Bliss and Asuka winning the tag titles. But I think maybe they felt like the momentum was kind of waning a little bit. And I'm saying that out of respect. That's not a knock because, I, like I said, I'm a supporter of all these ladies. Yeah. And I think that's probably the way they felt with their decision. It's easy to say after the fact. But I'm, I want to say congratulations to both Alexa Bliss and Asuka because Alexa Bliss has actually held the uh, women's titles before, but not with Asuka. So this is really going to be neat. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see where they go from here with this. And uh, evidently, uh, like you said, it's going to mesh with Crown Jewel. I, I believe we may be getting a tag team title match with the uh, ladies at Crown Jewel. If I'm not mistaken, you can correct me on that. Uh, I mean, it's not, um, I mean, as it stands, I've obviously I've got the card in front of me as it stands today. 
uh, that is not on there at the moment. Whether and I've also heard that possibly or read that possibly um, Seth might be defending the US title there. But again, it's not been officially um, officially released as far as I can tell uh, from this. I got you. So. So, so um, what you're saying is I completely messed up. I, I knew I <laughs> no. would have something. But it makes but what sense. Happened it would, it would, they're going to add it later. It, well, possibly, yeah. I don't know. It may, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Because they've just they might want to invoke their rematch for the tag team titles at Crown Jewel. But at the moment, as it stands, as I'm looking at the card right in front of me here, it's not um, it's not on there. But like I said, I also read a rumor that um, Seth might be there defending the U.S. title. But again, there's nothing clearly here um at least not at the moment by the looks of it um you just never know because yeah. they keep you guessing even with the card even with the big show and this crown jewel card and we'll talk about it later is is definitely stacked uh, you know with the prince of saudi arabia i know this has been a big deal for wwe doing the the big uh extravaganzas over there as gorilla monsoon would say using a classical reference there extravaganza <laughs> and here here was something kind of fantasy booking not that they need to do this but what if uh let's just say that the new uh, ladies tag team champions alexa bliss and oscar defend them in saudi arabia what if damage control beats them back gets the titles yeah, and then yeah. bailey wins the raw women's championship i know that would be awful quick and you hot potato it and unless it makes sense you don't want to do that but to me you reestablish them because bliss yeah. and oscar could always win it back down the road at another major event or even a, a raw i mean you could still do that yeah absolutely uh it's i was really surprised actually that alexa and oscar won i'm not gonna i was sat there thinking well, you know, they've come back, your Bailey's going to get involved or there's going to be a DQ or something like that. You know, I just, and it's almost like trying to reignite this feud. It's a good way how you've put it, Tyler. It does feel a bit stale. Are they trying to elongate this feud to make it last until war games so they can have damage control and Oscar and all that kind of stuff to maybe do a war games style match? I don't know. Um, I think that would be good. It would make sense. You brought up a great point there. I, I think for War Games and Survivor Series, uh, why not? I mean, this is a good way to kind of uh, repackage uh, a successful storyline, but evidently it, it's lost some steam. So you need some uh, different directions for it. I'm not saying you change it up completely, but it just needs maybe some fresh uh, brushes of paint on them. be nice if you had maybe a few single matches where nobody else got involved and you could maybe progress this rivalry with a few single matches and have maybe, uh, you know, Alexa versus Kai or something like that. And they have more of an issue with each other to make it. You could break it up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. It's also, uh, yeah, I think you're right. The right word is stale. Last week's raw, not this week's was a bit better. The last week's raw felt a bit flat for me. Um, this one was a little better to be honest overall. Um, I enjoyed both episodes, but it just felt very lackluster. Um, and one I, I did too. Yeah. Uh, no, to, to your point, I, I see that. I think, you know, Triple H and the whole team's doing some great things that we like, that the fans are, are very positive about. But here's the issue, and I fell victim of this with my own opinion. Just because Vince has left and just because Triple H has taken over creative we have to remember not everything is just automatically or drastically going to change. Yeah, and it doesn't be reset, always, does it? It doesn't reset. Yeah, it's not always going to be the grandest thing or stupendous. I'll just borrow one of their terms. Because <laughs> you're still going to you're still going to have a lot of angles and matches that are going to fall lackluster. They're not going to deliver. It's just part of the process. 
And that's the thing I have to realize everybody does, that just because the game's in control, not everything the man's going to do or his team's going to come out just looking uh, picture perfect. There's going to be some mistakes still because they're human, as good as they are. I mean, even Vince McMahon, he still did some good things. It's just the way Triple H could open up those uh, things creatively. And from what you hear of the wrestlers, the talent, they they trusted Triple H more at this point in McMahon's career, I felt like. And that that's why you're seeing more of the... Uh, of the way they're getting used as opposed to what McMahon and, and his team were doing. But that's not even a knock on the old regime. I, I just think even with the new regime, there's been some good things, but there's also going to be the bad things or maybe just indifferent. So we have to remember not to get overly excited because I admit I was one of those. And I, yeah, I have to I take well. a few steps back. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Hans. And um, you brought some good points there, definitely. Um, it's just a case of uh, it... <laughs> You can't turn the ship around in one fell swoop. You can't just stop things. You've got to build characters, build stories. So maybe I'm being a little bit impatient with some things, but it does feel in terms of the Bailey stuff we just talked about, it does feel a bit stale. Um, I don't know why. Uh, another, uh, I don't know whether it feels stale is the right way of saying it. Mustafa well, Ali I- is very much like, I'm a very big fan of Mustafa Ali. He's, got, mm-hmm. he's, he's great in the ring. Um. Obviously, he's trying to be Seth Rollins' problem and all this kind of stuff, but um, it doesn't. It just feels quite forced. And I tell you what, the last couple of weeks, the crowd, like they, they like so. Seth Rollins took on the Miz this week, um, and everybody hates the Miz. They boo the Miz. He gets a reaction. Um, but when Ali was getting, I don't know whether it's the crowd or what, but the Ali when Ali was getting the upper hand on Miz and stuff, there was barely any reaction. So I don't know what the disconnect is. Between um, the match he Something's had against, just not clicking. Yeah, but the match he had against Lashley a couple of weeks ago was really good, and the crowd popped for that. And it was really, you know, the uh, the the, the what was it the four fifty uh, he does uh, the front. I can't remember what it's, it's four. No, it's, yeah, four fifty. Yeah, you're yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Um, onto the arm of Lashley, it was like, oh, this is really good. Um, so, and obviously Lashley's dropped the title to uh, Seth, because then that's the whole Brock thing, but. Yeah, I don't know what the right call is with Ali. Um, I'm not sure either. I, I think that's a hard thing for him right now. They're they're trying to give Ali that push, which I think he deserves. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, there was 100%. a period of time where he was uh, really frustrated. I mean, he they were at the point he just wanted his release. He wanted out because he was that miserable, and that, that's hard to believe. Being that you're in the WWE, you're getting this grand opportunity, but sometimes things don't always work out according to – what you're able to produce. And it is up to the wrestlers to go out there and perform and do their job, their part. Uh, but I, I feel like Ali does give Seth a different opponent. Maybe Seth's that guy that could elevate definitely uh, a Mustafa well, yeah. Ali. Uh, but I, I'm with you. Sometimes the crowd doesn't always, uh, it doesn't always resonate. That's a word I'll use. I yeah. was going to say connect, but you could say the same thing as well. Uh, but I get that. Even with the, the brawling, between Rollins and Ali, and I'm kind of skipping ahead. And I'll, I'll go back, not to uh, get off this topic, but going back to damage control, still may not be the right word. Maybe it's overexposed a little bit because I know you have to feature them. But sometimes when you do that, I think even though Bailey could be on the show weekly and because they are the tag team champions or were when talking about Dakota Kai and Eo Sky, I think now maybe without the titles, you could look at it this way. They don't need to be 
on the on Raws all the time. Maybe just have them in segments because that's the problem. You kind of overutilize them to where they're not special anymore. Makes perfect sense. To be honest, I can't add anything to that, Tyler. Makes perfect sense. Actually, it's a better way of, like you said, better way of saying stale. But it does feel like that because you see, like you said, overexposed makes perfect sense. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what you do with them. I don't know whether maybe get, like you said, maybe get them away from the titles for a little bit. Um, it does feel like it's being. I tried to think of it in a different way. I know we talked about it, and probably they don't want to do it at a Saudi show. That's why they're not probably going to have them defend the titles. But who knows? They, that could change like we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. I was also trying to think of a different perspective you could come at it. Uh, so I'd be interested in maybe any ideas. Uh, there's not much I, I need to add either. I And not to get off Ali and, and Seth Rollins, but to go back to your point about the, the ladies, I was trying to – comprehend how you could go about it because it is very challenging that's why it's it's easy for me and and so many other people to do this kind of thing the fantasy booking when it's a lot more difficult and challenging than uh, one might think and and that's even without knowing the inside of how creatives made and yeah and how, how you get all these stories and characters like you were saying you you do have to be patient with it and and let some of it will come come out organically part of me there and sometimes it won't. They have struggles, and they have to try to fix, you know, all these mistakes. And it, it's very complex. It, it's not always just as easy as go. Hey, we we need to put wrestler A with wrestler B tonight, or this team with that team. It, it's a lot more uh, that you have to go about it uh, with the complexities. I'll just go back to that word. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I think if they um, if wins and losses meant a bit more, like it used to. Would probably help that as well because you know you have, used to have like the 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 intercontinental champion would you know maybe face a random you know wrestler say let's go back in the day correct let's say Road Dog is the IC champion and if he faces Chris Jericho Chris Jericho beats him one two three that would like give him a thing of like well I've beat the intercontinental champion where's my title shot so we don't get enough of that anymore um, so that maybe that maybe that would help. Um, it, with Ali, no, it definitely felt like he jumped the queue a little bit because it was an open challenge. I get that against that, uh, Lashley, but Lashley's no longer the United States champion, so he's just literally targeting the next guy. Yeah, all right, you can probably get a title shot after that way because Seth will be like, just leave me the hell alone, <laughs> basically. But, true, yeah. So. You brought up a great point, though. An- another fascinating way to look about it, wins and losses do need to matter, just like the personal issues, because that correlates and that makes us more interested and can take it more seriously, even though we're getting entertained, we still want to buy into what they're selling us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we'll move on because we've got a few more things to get to, obviously. But yeah, no, I think wins and losses. You brought some great points there. Any points you agree with, disagree with, uh, Twitter at in the corner WWE, email the show at uh, in the corner WWE at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts and processes. And we'll, we'll, uh, We'll read them out next. Uh, well, next chance we get, really, probably on the Wednesdays when uh, Tyler's on, <laughs> so we can get his feedback. Yeah, on you that. need to do it that that way. If there's any hate tweets, you you know where to send them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, got to get your hating somewhere. Um, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley uh, got into a bit of a wild brawl uh, here on uh, on Raw this week. Um, I'm not going to lie; I was not overly keen on this match to begin with, not because I don't want to see it, but because we kind of have seen it. And it was okay. I'm not going to say it was bad, but um, it was okay. But the brawl has kind of hyped me up a little bit. Uh, and it was also cool to see um, Triple H come out and try and break up this brawl as well. It's always nice to see Hunter come out and, you know, sort of get involved. It was. Um, so I always like seeing him 
get involved to a degree. One little snippet from it before we move into talking about the, you know, the brawl and stuff was I did notice uh, Matt Riddle waving his hat and his uh, flip-flop during the fight, which was I thought was quite funny near the back. I'll have to go back and watch it if you, if you did miss it. I'll have to go back and watch it because I, <laughs> I promise you I did watch Raw, believe it or not, or that's why we're talking about it, and I didn't catch that, so I need to go back and maybe just see a highlight. He's just there trying to reach over, but for some reason he's got his hat and his flip-flop in his hand. Makes no sense whatsoever. He, he's probably it, trying to uh, find the bongs to play with Elias or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, um, they were supposed to do a sit-down interview, weren't they? Very similar to what uh, Riddle and Seth did uh, about a month ago. But Brock they wasn't, were. Brock wasn't there. And then Brock came out to the ring, and then so did uh, and so did Lashley. And in quite a, quite a, quite a cool segment, actually. To be honest, I was a bit like Ugh, at first, but actually, it was it was just enough there for me that it wasn't too much because sometimes these fights can be dragged out a bit too long. I think this was just long enough for me to go. Actually, do you know what? I'm quite looking forward to seeing what these guys can do at Crown Jewel, and hopefully, it is a good match. Yeah, you had to create uh, the expectation because you didn't want to reveal too much, like you just said there, uh, that line with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley's match. So having Triple H was very neat to see because it took him being that authority figure behind the scenes to come out and say, hey, listen, you guys got to break it up. There was all kinds of wrestlers from the back, referees, all kinds of officials. And that's what needs to happen. That way it has a sense of realism. I mean, you believe these two guys want to destroy each other, and they did do a good job because I'm with you. Some brawls kind of get either too much or it gets, you know, a little bit too scripted where you're like, okay, I, I'm you not know really gonna break into free it. And yeah, 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 it just becomes too monotonous, and they did a good job of, of changing up the formula here. And I liked how Brock was not going to sit down in an interview with Bobby Lashley, and then he was his music hits. He comes into the ring, you know, cuts a promo talking about Dallas and, you know, it was much, you know, very baby face like. And then, uh, Lashley, I like how he came out and was not afraid of him. And I mean, here's two guys that, with their credibility, their credentials, you just know, you know, they can tear the house down. And even with a bra segment, it was, uh, it was very neat. It was compelling for sure. So I, I'm with you. I'm, I concur. And, uh, just seeing the game, triple H out there gave it a, a sense of urgency that it was, uh, he, it was taken more seriously because here you go. You've got the boss, the, the head man coming out here, uh, get involved. He's like, if you touch each other, the match is off. Yeah. That way yeah. you can calm them down. And that's a good way to save it for a crown jewel to set it up even more. I think I'd have liked some sort of backstage segment. Maybe there's something on raw talk or something, but maybe something during the show where like we see, uh, Brock maybe being, like ushered out of the building into a, into a car or maybe even Lashley just to say, right, we have to keep you two apart. If you touch each other, it will not happen. Um, you know, I could almost see this match at Crown Jewel starting with these two guys fighting in the back, <laughs> to be honest. I could see that happening and maybe it'll get called off. I don't know. You know what WWE's like? We were supposed yeah, to that, that would be good. I mean, you never know what they could do. Uh, you brought up a, uh, you know, really fascinating, uh, point there. Uh, who knows where they could go with it. And uh, Lashley Lesnar, I know a lot of people, like you said, probably have seen the match, but I, I think they could uh, do it a lot differently. And I think that's a good way to alter it a little bit, make a modification like you were saying, have them find in the back, maybe jumpstart it a little bit even before the bell rings. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it will be good. And also, there's, I mean, like you said, Brock kind of was more the baby face, I would say, the maybe Lashley in this. Only slightly, I wouldn't say it's. Like I, I was thinking, on. even though to me Lashley is still your baby face, but you're kind of painting uh, Brock more in that role. To me, it, it, this is really it kind of not confusing, but perplexes me a little bit because it it's very intriguing to me. Uh, maybe, maybe Lashley gets the win. I, mean, we, I know we're talk, we're going to talk about it a bit earlier. Might as well talk about it now quickly. We'll do we'll do the actual prediction in a bit, but. Um, Maybe maybe Lashley could go down the route of being a heel again, and maybe Cedric Alexander and uh, Sean Benjamin make a return at Crown Jewel, possibly, and have maybe you know that would then set up Brock and Lashley in a sense of Lashley beats Brock again, but this time it's with outside help, maybe so, or which it kind of was before, I think, if I remember rightly. Was he still with MVP when they last wrestled? I cannot remember to be honest with you. <laughs> I think he may have been it. It you know MVP and Lashley's not been together for a while now, so it's hard to recall, yeah. but. I- I, I want to say he was. Uh, I think the Hurt Business was, uh, you talk about a great faction. I, I would not mind that a bit. I think Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander deserve some uh, roles to be on television more often. Those guys are, are so good. And no one, think about this too, uh, Benny. Brock Lesnar and Shelton have a history in real life. Uh, and yeah, wouldn't it be yeah. something for Shelton to uh, be one of the main reasons he loses at Crown Jewel? It's an opportunity, I think, where you could, if Brock is going to be there for a while, obviously he pops in and out, but um, he could, uh, you know, be the babyface and Lashley could be set up as a heel. Um, I don't know how that, where that league goes going forward. I don't know what's going to happen with the world title picture. Obviously, Roman is reaching that very close to the three-year <laughs> sort of mark. Yeah, Ro- um, Roman is uh, hitting milestones upon milestones, which I'm all for because they've, invested they built him up so well and he he's done such a great job a credit to him and his character and with uh, this whole bloodline to that whole cast of oh, the bloodline uh, stole the show for me uh last friday into that whole segment with uh jay you know and everybody and sammy and feeling Usi and all that kind of stuff it, uh, it's classic i, I love Usi. I, I think that ought to be in a dictionary uh, that <laughs> yeah. word has got over with me and, and w- obviously with everybody else <clears throat> i just want to tell you benny I don't know about you, but I'm feeling Usi. I think the name of the episode is going to be called "I'm Feeling Usi" today. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> I love it. I, I think we need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, I, I mean, we're not going to go through everything on Raw. Um, I mean, you know, uh, Mustafa Ali does beat the Miz um, with a with a super kick and then the 450. The only thing that griped me a little bit with the the finish was. Dexter Loomis gets involved. Miz runs back in the ring, is distracted by Dexter. Uh, Ali hits the super kick. Now, but early in the night, which I should mention, is that uh, Miz got punched in the face, Superman punched by Roman trying to break a deal, try and get rid of Dexter and help him. Miz was going to help right. him with Logan Paul and everything. Um, I feel the super kick was enough to beat the Miz. I, do, I feel I know it's his finish is the 450 splash, and it's impressive, but in that moment, for me, the super kick was enough. Um, but you know, it is what that it is. That needs to be your finish. It's a shame. The super kick, the DDT, a lot of these moves that were sacred that used to put away opponents is just now used. And it, you know, as a standard, like every, a suplex yeah, almost, as a standard, know? that's, yeah. yeah, thank you for your help. I was trying to think of the term to use yeah, there, yeah. but it is, it, it truly is sad because that used to be the finisher, the signature for a lot of wrestlers. And I'm with you there. Uh, the problem with this to me is, uh, I'm I'm getting tired of the Loomis angle. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, was okay with it at first, but now they've really diluted it. And it's not because of just Gargano. I like Johnny Gargano, but now they're making him silly. And I'm I'm not enjoying this. No, I mean, he uh, Gargano revealed all. And basically, for people who haven't seen it very quickly, the the initial a few attacks by Dexter Loomis on Miz, which made no sense. And it has made no sense. Even now, with the story explained, at least you've got a kind of a reason. But it's a quite, I feel, I don't know. Where, why this started, how this started. I don't know whether this was something that passed. And now we get 60 minutes on WWE. It's oh Brian Saxon, and, and that was awful. That, that was, was terrible. The ticking Let's in the background constantly. What it is. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not going to lie, Tyler. I did pop for the reenactments with Gargano with a wig on. I thought that was quite funny. Um, oh, that was good. Uh, I'm just talking about the news part of yes, it. Yes, yeah, no, I agree with that. It was actually kind of more irritating more than anything. Uh, but basically, Miz paid Loomis because he was no longer an NXT, um, no longer with WWE. So he paid Loomis to attack him a few times to make it look like he had a stalker. And then the theory is that by Gargano that he stopped paying Loomis. So that's why Loomis is actually attacking him now. And all this kind of, So yeah, it basically, it was supposed to be a stalker, now Loomis. So um, I mean, the whole way they did the thing a few weeks ago with him trying to win a contract felt very like... It was just like it almost felt like it was made up on the spot. It's like they. It are. was a mess for me. It, it just yeah, did definitely. not. Uh, it felt like a, a wasted opportunity. I know Loomis has got talent, and I don't mind the whole kind of uh, creepy vibe from him. But even with that kind of creative, it gets lackluster at times. And man, with Johnny Gargano, they brought him in, you know, more seriously. Sure, he still had some of the ha ha, but now it's just he's there for laughs and. He, to me, Johnny does not get over as good as comedically. To me, he needs to be more Johnny wrestling. Yeah. This, to me, is just falling nowhere. I mean, if I'm going to be real and serious and, and you want some different perspective, this does an injustice to Johnny Gargano. Now, I'm saying that now, and they'll probably convince me down the road. That's how <laughs> WWE guys. Yeah, you but know. you're only respond, you're reacting to what's happened now. We've not, we're not in the future. We're right now. We're talking about it now. And I agree with you. I think actually, and I'm a big Miz fan, to be honest. A lot of people hate me for that, but I am. But like Gargano, Miz, and Dexter Loomis, I, don't, I just at the moment, like you said, lackluster um, and is not hitting the mark with me because the story feels. So what if he did that? I don't really, it, I don't care about it. That's the Nobody problem. Nobody cares. Yeah. And now if you bring Maurice back, then I'll care. Cause that, that'll uh, <laughs> at least give me something pretty to look at. Well, that I'll would be, be awesome. awesome. It would be awesome. <laughs> and I, I, hey, I respect the Miz just for that alone. Yeah. Hey, if anybody, you know, is married to Maurice. Oh, uh, dude, back in the day he, when he won his first WWE championship, cashing money in the bank against Orton, I was the only one that liked it. I think to be honest, I was loving it because I feel that guy has proven himself to be a good worker in you know, WWE. You may not like him for real world or whatever else he's done. Yes, all right, some of the things he does lately. Miz was cool at one point. This uh, A-list, I know he's been doing A-list for years, but at the it's moment... It's called doing his job. I mean, you, you yeah. don't want to like the guy. That That's what he needs to do, and I think that's a credit, a testament, like you're mentioning, his talent when speaking of the Miz. I just think I like heels because I always thought if I was going to be a wrestler, I'd be a heel because I just, you know, leading somebody down the path of, oh, I can see that. Cheer, cheering, cheering, cheering. Oh, actually, I don't like you. Boo. You know, I love that, like, leading I had to pay. One. I had to pay Benny to be on here. I mean, that's a <laughs> heelish move. Right? 
Well, you say that, but the check bounced, so we'll have her in talks after the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did say Paul Heyman, with all due respect to him. Yeah. And so if Sai is Paul Heyman, <laughs> wait a minute, the checks are bouncing? That's oh, maybe a surprise. We'll, you already sent it to Sai, probably. That's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what um, happened. I mean, Don't I, get on his bad side. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Roman quickly, because and, uh, there's, and I want to talk about Judgment Day and then one other match, and then we'll be all done with Raw, to be fair. Roman, obviously, on Raw... Brings up Usi again, obviously. That was cool. I already mentioned the fact that he laid out the Miz. Uh, but how uh, Roman walking away after he's done his promo, which is good with Paul Heyman and Miz and everything. It's quite a cool you know, little segment. It's good. But Roman, oh, it's fantastic. But Roman walking up the ramp, cutting a promo to the camera, is like 20 times better than some of the other stuff you see when they're trying to do a scripted moment, him just ad-libbing walking up the ramp saying, I'm this and I'm that and I'm going to do this and who's this and, you know, they're obviously talking about Logan Paul and the, the pins in his hand and stuff like that. They, you know, Roman's just like, what makes you think I'm not going to knock him out and then just lays out the mirrors and, um, you know, that music Roman Reigns hits, you know. You I know, love it. It's brilliant. I, I actually have that song on my phone now and I, I will... When I get back into the gym, <laughs> that is definitely going to be a motivation. That's motivation, yeah, for sure. I mean, what you're saying is Roman Reigns is on such a high level right now that he's not only doing great things concerning his own promos in ring, like you were talking about, but just walking away into the cameras to the fans, he's got you hooked. I mean, if that's not a star and a guy that's a headliner, which we know he is, but yeah. he's just reaffirming that status each and every time. And that's why he's so special. That's why for him to come on a raw and watch SmackDowns when he's able to be on there or any show is becoming even more of a treat for us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible. I, I know people whinge about or moan about the fact that he's not on the show every week and he's doesn't wrestle every week, but I don't, he doesn't need to. The mic skills. Why, why have him do it? Yeah, the presence he has is, and with Paul Heyman alone, you have Paul Heyman in your corner in wrestling. I feel, especially WWE. I feel like there are a few guys that you can stick in a in a corner in terms of a manager, an advocate, whatever you want to call it. There are very few. You stick a Paul Heyman in a wrestler's corner. Paul Heyman sees something in you, and you are, you know. I wish he'd have yeah, stuck Paul. with Cesaro a bit more, but you know, it. it but there we go. Yeah, Paul Heyman, I mean, you said it, Benny. Uh, Roman don't need to be there because you've got Paul Heyman who can talk anybody in and out of a building. He's that good. He's he's a creative genius. I mean, he, he knows how to book and, and he knows wrestling. And you've also got other members of the bloodline, Sami Zayn right now, who can definitely cut some just unreal promos. And then the Usos. So... I mean, even without Roman's presence, it still felt through other members of the bloodline. Uh, that's a very valid yeah. point. I think we often forget that because even do, you know watching it casually, even though we're we're more into the the wrestling community aspect now of it, it's just when you're watching this, people go, "Oh, Roman's not there," but you need to miss him a little bit because when you've got something this extraordinary in Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. You need to create that uh, that kind of atmosphere where you long for him. You desire to see him wrestle or cut a promo, and it makes the shows feel bigger because he's on yeah, them. absolutely. And that's the point. That's what I said last week. Uh, the Raw felt flat, and I said after this, you know, I talked about it last week, uh, last Wednesday, and then when we, uh, I said on that show that, 
you tune into SmackDown, SmackDown's going to be great. Roman's going to be there. And that alone, I'm not saying it was just because of Roman, but it it gets people. And that whole segment of, you know, Sammy and uh, Sokoa had a match prior to that. They Then the bloodline in Jay and uh, Sammy are arguing verbally. Then all of a sudden Roman's music hits. The whole atmosphere changed. And then when Jay Uso landed that, I don't care what the tribal chief says, the whole crowd was like, oh, God, here we go. Like, he said that, didn't he? he did, they were right? like, no, he didn't. He, no, you, and there, there was even a UF'd up chant in the crowd as well. Um, then, of course, Sami Zayn, UC comment made everybody kind of... What I liked about that, I don't know whether that was scripted, planned, I have no idea. But what I like about it is, if you ever had an argument with somebody and you're talking, you're arguing back and forth, and all of a sudden what somebody says something silly or something s- weird happens, like a cat jumps through the middle of you, and you go, what the hell was that? And you just look at each other and then realize that the argument you're having is nothing, and you just laugh. So that Usi comment made it seem like we're, we are arguing, we don't like each other, but because you've made us kind of laugh, we realize how silly the argument is, maybe. I don't know. That's how I took it. No, it makes sense. I, that's, I think, what made it uh, everybody could get into it. It was credible. Uh, you laid it out there, broke it down uh, beautifully how we have arguments, but can still laugh even if we don't get along with the individual. And yeah. uh, I, I love what they're doing. Sammy Zane, I think I read where they didn't expect this to be so successful. Him being in the bloodline, it was supposed to be temporary. And now just with the popularity alone and hit the work he's put in with the bloodline angle, They've continued it, and and why not? It, it's just been it's everything's elevated. It, it's amazing. Sammy got with Roman. He he's acting like he's a part. They're even playing him up, and it's just it's you want to watch anything that involving Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, Sammy Zayn, Jimmy and Jay Uso's uh, solo, and and everyone that's involved. This is just must see television. And even if you're at a live event and they happen to be on. Yeah, I mean, I was seeing some clips of Sammy doing some stuff on the on the live events, hitting the Superman punch and stuff like that, and crowd are loving it. And we're talking about like a lot. Of, I'm not saying this is necessarily going to happen, but you're talking about uh, people keep who, who, you know. There's nobody in WWE to take the title off Roman. There, there could very well be the guy is literally turning anything into gold at the moment. It's Sammy Zayn. Yeah, I'm not uh, you know I'm not saying it will happen, but there's a guy right there that who's becoming popular enough where. Even it's actually, I think, his popularity to a degree. Now, don't get me wrong. The bloodline is still a heel faction, kind of. They are on that sort of blurred line now for me. But Sami Zayn, I think they've come to a point with the bloodline as a whole is like they are a heel faction, but they're becoming cool. But Sami Zayn has helped push that a bit further, I think, because when Sami's laying out his hand last week on SmackDown saying, you know, I apologize to Jay and he's just, you know, really respectful of Jay. And Jay turns around and like is really like having a go at Sami. The crowd were actually cheering the bloodline, and by the end of the segment, obviously the UC comment, which you've already mentioned, you know, the crowd. I would I would say there were a lot more cheers than boos towards the bloodline. Now, whether that's oh, they uh, they whole... were uh, thunderous as far as their their positive reaction. I mean, not only are the bloodline over, but you're so right, they're blurring the lines, kind of like the Attitude Era factions, DX. They were kind of the ones you wanted to cheer for, the NWO. I mean, even the four horsemen going back in the day, even though people couldn't stand them, there was something cool about them, you know? So yeah, uh, that's great examples. That even works today, that whole formula. Yeah, and I think we're going to, you know, I'm not saying Sammy is going to win the world title or beat Roman for it, but, the, you know, there potentially there is a guy right there. It's happening and it's happening organically because I read, the, I think I read something similar was that the everybody was under the impression that in a few weeks, Sammy was going to be teaming with Kevin Owens again. 
but because of the popularity, as you've already said, that that's probably been uh, sh- not shut down, but at least put on the back burner for now. Um, yeah, it has. And why not draw it out? I mean, when it's it's getting over to this extent and, and the way the facial expressions on these segments, the body language, their demeanor, and the way Sammy is just seeming to get in the ear of Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, much to the behest of uh, Jay Uso. But yeah, it makes him laugh. And, and I know you covered SmackDown, but what I loved going to that uh, WWE exclusive is where Sammy says, hey, Jay, he, he's going to take the Usos and Solo to Waffle House. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I have, I didn't see it, but I did. Uh, I saw the clip of it, yeah. And obviously, you know, uh, in the, on the actual SmackDown show, they were on about um, maybe changing his name to Sammy Uso and stuff. And it's just the whole dynamic. It, it's is brilliant. Really yeah. Is really good, you know. Like I said, people keep saying who's going to take the title off Roman. You could be looking at him. It could be Sami Zayn in some weird shape or form. You know, I you don't never know. know. And Sami would be one of those you might not expect either. I mean, some people probably would, but then you would have a large audience not uh, really fully expecting would be surprised if Sami was indeed the guy. And how about that? Uh, like your credit to what you brought up just then, if Sami was the person to do that, to take a, one of the titles off of Roman. Maybe not both of them, but at least one of them. Yeah, we need to know how, what's going on with these titles, don't we, really? Because there's supposed to be two brands here. With a, We've got one champion, one lot of tag team champions, obviously. And so, yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen. But. Yeah, that, w- that would help us to uh, gauge how they could go about it. But it, it's definitely what you brought up uh, is making me think now. What if Sammy could be that guy? I know they're having an elimination chamber in Montreal. Uh, pardon me, Montreal there. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing maybe how they use Sammy there. I mean, I think this crowd have got, I mean, Sammy Zayn. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people probably don't like it, but the, the, the match he had with Johnny Knoxville, for goodness sake, at WrestleMania, it was, it was a brilliant match, to be fair. Or is it, your, is it your technical wrestling match? No. It was entertaining, and it was really good. And that guy has taken the conspiracy theory stuff he was doing, then he's done stuff with, uh, you know, Johnny Knoxville, and, and it's like random as hell. Um, he's so versatile. I mean, yeah. you don't have to wrestle that scientific match. We all knew it wasn't going to be like Flair and Steamboat or yeah, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels with Sami Zayn taking on Johnny Knoxville. Are you kidding me? It was supposed to be comedic, and, and who else better to pair Johnny Knoxville with than Sami Zayn? My goodness. It was a, it was a, it was a fun match. So, so I think two of my favorite matches from... Uh, and uh, I mean, seeing Austin come back against KO was brilliant. But like, um, you know, the the uh, the Sammy match, obviously, I've already mentioned the Pat McAfee Austin Theory match. You know, let's 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 delete the uh, the worst stunner ever after. But like, the yeah, actual no, match that was bad. Yeah, that <laughs> I, man, I, I felt bad for both Vance and and Steve Austin, and you know, Stone Cold just had to laugh about it afterwards because they all he knew. could do. I think on that one, is all yeah. he could do. But, uh, yeah, seeing Stone Cold come out and take on KO, uh, Kevin Owens was classic. And you're so correct. Pat McAfee not only can do commentary, but he also can actually go in there and work and, and wrestle. It, it speaks to what kind of athlete he was also in the NFL. He's just a jack-of-all-trades, has a great show himself. Uh, you know, Pat McAfee, I think, will be returning, but he took a break to do college game day, which he's doing fantastic at. But we definitely will miss uh, having him... In wrestling, I, I think Wade Barrett's doing a great job, though, on SmackDown. Yeah, I know. I you know I agree, hundred um, percent. Let's just quickly. I want to talk about it quickly. We have to the the Judgment Day, the OC. Um, 
This is probably one of the matches that's been dibbed for a possible War Games match uh, down the line. Um, now, uh, who was it again? I've forgotten. That's bad, isn't it? Anderson took on uh, yeah, Damien Priest. Anderson, that's it. Damien Priest took on Anderson, that's it. Um, and uh, Anderson won, I believe, but uh, the, it didn't look like it because the Judgment Day got in and absolutely just decimated the OC. Um, Rhea Ripley, uh, low blow to Gallows, uh, and then also wanted um, Anderson and AJ to attack her. Then, of course, Finn and Priest get in, and, and then we also have the Frog Splash from Dominic um, doing the little shuffle from Eddie as well. Um, Judgment Day, I think this is the way forward for them in a sense of keeping them as a heel faction and actually um, someone to be reckoned with, I guess, as a stable. Yeah, they needed to get the heat, like you were saying. And, you know, Dominic Mysterio, this has helped him a lot because at first I wasn't sold. I, I think I've told you about this, Benny, on him being a heel. But he's doing the, the punkish type heel character very well, thanks to Rhea and being in this group Judgment Day. And to see him do the frog splash was a nice tribute to Eddie. Uh, you know, for him to say, I, I'm going to be just as good, if not better, than Eddie Guerrero just gives him major heat. That, that's why they did it. Uh, everybody realizes, yeah, Dominic may be good, but he's not going to be at the status of Eddie, at least not right now. And, um, you know, because Eddie's one of the greatest ever uh, as far as wrestling. But it, it's a way to just kind of mature his character. And, you know, Dominic needed a another character change. And at first I was a little skeptical, not going to lie, but I'm starting to uh, believe it more. And that's a good thing for me. And, uh, yeah, they, they keep attacking uh, the OC with AJ Styles, and everybody's wondering, you know, Rhea's getting involved more. There's got to be some lady that may be either returning, whether she was already signed. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, maybe a Charlotte Flair. I've heard rumors of Mia Yim. I don't, I don't know how true those are. I saw but that maybe as they, well, yeah. they, They've got to find someone that could uh, combat Rhea Ripley because as much as they probably want to, give her a body slam or have to hit her because, you know, two weeks in a row, she's low blowed, you know, uh, Gallows and Anderson and then body slammed uh, Gallows. So she's going to have to get her just due at Crown Jewel somehow, some some way. At some point she's going to get, I think, I think this will, I feel like this is going to be more of a war games type thing. Now, whether Beth Phoenix, we haven't seen her since the attack, obviously. I haven't even seen Edge since, uh, since Extreme Rules, um, whether we will see them at Survivor Series or Crown Jewel, I have no idea. Um, I don't either. It does feel like it's centered more around the OC at the moment and obviously AJ Styles and the Judgment Day, but um, I'm enjoying what the Judgment Day are doing. Um, I actually quite like the fact they didn't open the show. It was quite nice having them in the mid-card somewhere um, just to sort of uh, balance out the show. Um, Just mix it up a bit. Yeah. It's also quite clever, I think, for them to not have Dominic Wrestling you know, every other week or every week because it also, so what, you know, he's pretty good in the ring already, to be honest. Yeah, there's probably some rough edges, but compared to most, he's pretty damn good, to be fair. He's a very mysterious kid. Why wouldn't he be? But Oh, he, he's talented. Of course, yeah. he's going to need more work in the ring. He's, he's still new and young in his career. I, even if you, you've learned under Rey Mysterio, you've learned under all these established veterans, uh, you're, you're still going to need a lot of uh, honing on your craft. That's, yeah. that's uh, with anybody. I think his promos, you know, again, I think I think as long as he sticks to what he's doing, keeps working hard, I think in, you know, in a year's time, easily he can be, uh, he, I don't know, possibly, I think heel would be better for him, to be honest. Um, I don't think this Rey Mysterio, you know, father-son thing will 
last a year. I think it, it you know it might end up at a mania possibly at some point. Obviously, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the IC title on Friday. Um, maybe we have a rematch at some point in the Judgment Day and get involved so Ray doesn't win the title. I don't know. Obviously, you don't. Gunther's got backup already, so you don't necessarily need the Judgment Day. <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, it would make sense due to them having feuded. Uh, previously and have it attacking Rey Mysterio, but you're correct. I mean, when you've got Imperium, I think you could uh, overdo that a bit. What would be quite, I had this thought the other day, what was quite interesting, obviously we haven't had a draft or anything. We The shows are very much, you know, I am supposed to, you know, certain people are supposed to be Raw and certain people are supposed to be SmackDown, but we do see a crossover, which um, I feel like you either do one or the other. Um, but my thought process I had was, I don't know when, but let's say, not necessarily now, but let's say, I, uh, you know, Gunther's, I don't know, Rey Mysterio might be Gunther or he might be somebody else down the line become Intercontinental Champion. A draft happens. Now, either Judgment Day get drafted to SmackDown or Rey gets drafted to Raw. And now you've got that problem again of having dad and son together <laughs> in, that, um, in that environment. Because obviously Rey was going to quit WWE but ended up in Triple H convinced him to stay and go to Smack and stay on SmackDown away from those problems on Raw. So there is a way of bringing these two back together. Now, whether it's a draft or whatever, I don't know, but I feel like anything's it, possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just may, may I feel like if we are going to see Ray versus Dominic, I feel this is probably a mania style match, to be honest. Um, and this is a good way of cooling it down a bit, as we've said before. Um, I think you would have to put it for Mania if you're going to do Ray versus Dominic. Father versus and, Son. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, and it? we know even though Edge and Beth are away, there's still a lot of unfinished business uh, going to happen, transpire eventually. Uh, it's just that they're only working a, a select amount of dates because, you know, Edge's career respectively is starting to wind down, even though he's been great. I mean, he, I think he's been open about that, that this will probably be his last year coming into 20. 23 i think yeah. but i mean he can still go and beth is great she still can go and, and i think everybody's been wanting that match Rhea herself would uh love to uh go in there and spar with uh, beth phoenix and we got a, a taste of that at extreme rules so i i think we're gonna see that uh on down the road yeah i know i agree um it's gonna happen I, I want a Rhea versus Beth would be amazing, to be fair. I think it's got the potential of being one of the matches of whatever show that is on of the night, 100%. I don't want to see necessarily a tag team match. I'd rather see a one-on-one -on -one between Beth and Rhea. I think that's what it has to be. Um, but yeah, Because both of them good. could work very well. I mean, they, they can make each other look polished. I mean, they could sell. I mean, Beth Phoenix has the experience. She is a Hall of Famer. But Rhea's going to be a future Hall of Famer. I think the way their their styles are are going to complement each other uh, very well. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Last match on Raw, I want to talk. Or, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you might want to bring up after this, Tyler. But probably the match of the night for me. I don't know about yourself. Was uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus Austin Theory? Was uh, one of the matches of the night for me. Um, Money, Mister Money in the Bank, going up against the United States Champion. Um, I actually thought these two might team up after last week, but apparently Austin Theory took exception to some comments that um, Seth said on commentary. Um, but yeah, I thought this was... Because we haven't seen much of Theory lately, I feel. Um, he was quite hot at one point, and then all of a sudden he's been... Since Vince left, I suppose maybe they pulled back on him a little bit, maybe because his... Yeah, we haven't. Uh, his, his association to Vince, I don't know. Obviously he's playing a, you know, 
character essentially but because of the real life stuff maybe they feel they need to back up um a little but it's quite nice seeing him in the ring because i think austin theory can go and this again proves seth um can pretty much have a decent match with anybody um but i think austin theory is also one of those guys in the future that could have matches where no matter who you put him against they're going to be worth watching even if you hate his guts there you know you want to see him get beat he can put on some great uh matches uh i mean for me oh, that, he was, can. that was the match tonight for myself i don't know what you thought about it no I, I think it deserves to be match of the night uh it just reminds us all of just how good austin theory is and seth rollins and i kind of get your point and understand it from the point of view that you know both are heels but they did do a good job of explaining that you've already mentioned with seth uh taking some shots on commentary because you know what do the ultimate hills do even against other bad guys they they still want their the spotlight and uh they were telling that story but i think there was a lot of great action it made sense they had a lot of logic to the way they lay out matches and uh there's only a, a select few and that would be seth rollins and austin theory you could tell in nxt early on before he got the the uh, main roster call just how he can execute in the squared circle and it it's really a testament to his ability so i'm with you i enjoy this match thoroughly i'm so glad they put them together because uh, these guys could tear down the house anywhere you talk about having more matches more of a feud and make it even more intense down the road uh, i think you you have a lot of money in uh theory and rollins yeah no 100 percent um i also i don't know again i don't know whether this is true at all uh, but apparently uh, Theory will be keeping hold of that Money in the Bank briefcase for a, a while, even to the point where there was one theory, um, no pun intended, uh, that um, he could almost have it till, because they've never done it before, but have it till literally the night of Money in the Bank where it's still valid um, as long as the other person hasn't won the next one, I assume. <laughs> so... Whether that's true... I'm, I'm glad know. they're keeping it on him, though. If it is true, those reports... I would hope they would because he deserves it. He's worked hard. Uh, the McMahon thing was just clever. I think he just maybe needed to take a step back so they could reintroduce him without it that being on him. Yeah. Uh, with his new regime, that's the way I look at it. But I, I would hope they would keep the money in the bank on him, and he'll cash in. Possibly, maybe they'll they'll wait to a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania to where it's even more special and. Uh, I just enjoy Austin Theory, not only his look, the way he can work in the ring, and just his overall demeanor, and he's already comfortable on the mic. The selfie thing w was a nice touch, because if I looked like him, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd be taking <laughs> yeah, pictures, we, but, you, I know. you wouldn't get me on the show. I'd be too, too busy taking selfies. I'm with that. Uh, and know. I might actually get a date, and that that's telling. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> you popped me there. Um, yeah, it's just... <laughs> Tyler's I got him first, first show, first show. <laughs> Tyler's got me. Um, I mean, a lot of people have been critical of him in a sense of even I have suggested maybe he loses the Money in the Bank briefcase to somebody, but actually I don't want him to. I want him to keep it. It's a nice little thing to have in your arsenal, no pun intended or anything like that, but, um, you know, as a weapon or I don't want him to lose it until he cashes in. Now, whether he successfully cashes in, I have no idea. Um my logic is that, you know, maybe if he if somebody does manage to beat Roman, 
it's going to take an absolute colossal effort to beat Roman. Now, whether that's just Roman on his own or whether the bloodline's there or whatever, but whoever beats Roman, I think, will be spent to the point where Austin Theory could find an opening and cash that in successfully against... So we have Roman lose and then literally... Theory cashes in against the new champion, whoever that may be, because they, they've used all their energy and effort to beat Roman, who's been this champion for coming up to, what, three years. Um, yeah, a long time. And I can't disagree with your logic. Uh, I think that would be the, the way to go about it. Uh, so even though I'm trying to find disagreements, uh, you make too much sense. So it, it's hard <laughs> to argue when it when it seems like, hey, that that's a nice plan. Well, it makes sense. Obviously, you finally suddenly... Maybe Roman at this point is... It depends on how it all pans out, obviously, because Roman would have to be really like being booed against whoever is the uh, challenger that beats him. Um, for well, him. and Steve, here, here's the thing. I think that's going to be very hard to do uh, because yeah, you, know, you talked about blur the lines. Now, used to, he was getting more of the heat, and he still does, but there's also different kinds of heat. It's almost like the cool kind of heat now. Yeah, uh, exactly, so- yeah. How do you uh, how do you have somebody that wants him to lose? Sure, everybody wants to see some new champions every now and then, but even if they do, they're wanting to still support Roman Reigns, whether he's necessarily their favorite or not. He's still a main event guy, headliner, and he's their star. And even it's telling when you have Brock Lesnar come back. You've got Bray Wyatt, which you know, all due respect, all of them, and Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins. But who's everybody talking about in the segments? Maybe next to Bray, because Bray is is pretty compelling. I know you've discussed that on the SmackDown episode. But it's been Roman Reigns. He has yeah. been in a different mode. I mean, even with the Logan Paul stuff, that's who could get Logan Paul over. And the, and much credit to the Miz at SummerSlam. They had a great match. Uh, you know, he helped get Logan Paul. And it, it, Logan Paul showed me a lot in that match and then training with Shawn Michaels. But I love how Roman Reigns... Throw shade at even HBK as much as I, I respect him and, and Paul Heyman. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, train for God next week? I mean, it's just those kind of lines, uh, that yeah. kind of confidence that exuding him. It's just that's why he is so good. He's just on another level. I, I can't say enough good things about yeah. Roman Reigns. I know everybody's like, boy, we know who he's all about. Well, have you been watching wrestling? Have you been watching WWE? I, I don't care who it is, AEW other than maybe MJF, but even as good as MJF has been, as much as I like him, it still does not compare to what Roman Reigns has been able to do. And I know that's going to come out there and get a lot of bad tweets. Here we go, but I'm going to say it, because it's hard to deny not only his superstardom, but what he's been able to build. This is a Roman Empire right now. And that's the bottom line because Tyler said so. That's all. Yeah, that's all you need. Oh, you're that. right. Yeah, absolutely. And Stone Cold said so, and now Tyler Peters and and Benny. He may not say so because he's like, <laughs> "Hey, I didn't say that." that no, is I agree Tyler. with you. Uh, who who are you talking about? Yeah, all right. I mean, I don't watch AEW. Not really. I see clips, you know. But most people, most things I'm hearing from the other side, and I'm not on necessarily this side because I don't like that side. I don't watch that side. Um, what I have seen, I've liked, but it's not enough to keep me there. But what I hear is MJF, MJF, MJF. So, you know, it makes Bert, like you said, what he, what's Roman's been able to achieve, however you measure it, Roman Reigns is the guy at the moment. <laughs> so, you know, 
Uh, I mean, you can bring up all the fair comparisons, and MJF would come to mind. That's how much I respect and appreciate him staying in his gimmick and being a guy that a lot of fans can literally cheer against, and, and they're trying to turn him babyface. I don't watch enough AEW. It's, I'm like you. It's not anything against any promotion. It's just when you you watch or see anything, even if you're not watching wrestling, and you read about who's the top guy, I mean, you're you're going to see Roman Reigns in those headlines. There you go. Um, maybe I'm not not quite there yet, but uh, he's one of those wrestlers that's uh, you know, like Hogan was at one point. And in terms of a household name, you know, even Flair, Rock, you know, Taker. There are certain guys, men or women, in the wrestling business that cross over into the mainstream. And I don't know whether Roman's quite there yet, but he's he, he's got to be close to be honest. I mean, he's at least getting close. Now, I, I wouldn't say he's getting as far as The Rock. I, I don't no, mean no, to no. go overboard. But I, I get what you're you're uh, drawing the parallels to. I, I think he's getting awfully close, So, and soon he will be there, if not. Absolutely. Uh, right. For the first time ever on this show, because <laughs> we've still got a lot to get through, um, we're going to do a superstar focus, um, and we're going to pick a superstar and talk about them, how we, how we think they're doing, etc., etc., um, now I, I suggested Elias cause he's recently come back. Um, and also we, uh, you know, what we want to do is we'll, me and Tyler have a discussion off air and we will, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. If you want to suggest somebody, Twitter at in the corner, WWE or email the show at in the corner, WWE at gmail.com. But me and Tyler will discuss, discuss off air who we'd like to talk about next Wednesday and we'll put it to a vote on in the corner on Twitter. So you can also vote for that, but there, there might be somebody that we haven't even thought of, but like I said earlier, it's more than likely going to be present or past WWE uh, men and women. So, because that's what we're about over here in the corner. Um, so, we are going to talk about Elias. He's recently returned as Elias um, in the corner here. I'm going to hot tag in Tyler. Um, some of your favorite memories of Elias. Elias, Elias sorry. Uh, you know, what, you, what do you think of his um, return so far? Uh, I think Elias's return's been good. I- I'm so happy we don't get Ezekiel anymore, even though that was funny. I, everybody, I think, yearned for the drifter gimmick to come back, the musician. I'll tell you, one of my uh, favorite memories is pretty recent, within 2019, when uh, Elias was taking on Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog. To me, oh, I, yeah, that was yeah. a highlight for me because <laughs> I was such a big fan of, of Road Dog and Jeff Jarrett. So it was neat for Elias, and it made sense because, you know, Jarrett and Road Dog were the musician gimmick before, you know, Road Dog became of course, part yeah. of DX. And and Jeff, and yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, Be My Baby Tonight, I think, was the title of that big hit. <laughs> and I, I love that song, actually. I, I go back and listen to it. I mean, Elias, I, I had to research some of the NXT stuff. I, I did not realize, too, that made me appreciate him even more. His uh, road to mainstream to WWE was that he, him and Finn Balor had quite a rivalry, even before the main roster one that we saw. And... Knowing that, I think for Elias, to me, him coming in at Royal Rumbles and then John Cena, that feud where John Cena would attack him, The Undertaker, or then Brock Lesnar would eliminate him, and at, at I believe it was the 2020 War, uh, Royal Rumble, pardon me there. Uh, there was just so many great moments, and then, you know, he had the rivalries with Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Then Elias actually aligned with Shane McMahon, I think, with that whole Kevin Owens storyline back in... 2019 so there was just so much i'm just quickly highlighting for me and i think the only championship and you can help me with this benny is that elias won the 24 7 title i think once i 
I believe Am so. I, in w- in, I think so. In WWE, I think that's the only. I think that's the only uh, title I'm aware of. I don't think he um, became a I champion in NXT. Ever... I don't think either. He was more like that drifter, like you said. He was more that drifter, uh, more of the drifter aspect of himself in NXT. And obviously, it's uh, progressed and evolved in the main roster. And he's one of the few, actually, in terms of uh, coming up from NXT that's done pretty well. All right, he hasn't been champion or anything yet. Um, and this is what I was going to talk but, about. But not everybody needs a title, though. And I, I, of course, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you, but I'll let you continue. That, that's the point I was going to bring up. That I, I forget sometimes. Not every wrestler has to have gold. I mean, in 2017, he was 100, He was ranked 152 out of 500 of the best wrestlers of that year. It's not bad. Top 200. <laughs> I'll take uh, that. That's pretty good. I mean, because there's a lot of wrestlers out there and if you're you're got that kind of ranking you're doing something uh pretty remarkable i mean he has been a champion elsewhere he uh he he won the iwc super world heavyweight championship one time and he's also the iwc super indie championship as well so he has been champion elsewhere but the character at the time before his return was very much about the guitar and you know and all that kind of stuff but he got over with that walk with elias stuff and i just to your point oh he you, did to your point about when you, I think it was around Extreme Rules, maybe. Um, you know, I, I was watching clips earlier of Elias, and he's had some great interactions with legends. The Jericho stuff was hilarious. You know, you made the list and everything like that. Um, oh, that was that was phenomenal. With all due respect to AJ Styles, I have to borrow that word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he hasn't... He can go in the ring, but we haven't seen... The match he had since he's been back wasn't the greatest, to be fair. Um, but he is very much, I would say, an entertainer in terms of that. But it would, I would like to see more of him in the ring. Like he was good in NXT, um, so I'd like to see a bit more of that. But um, in terms of his, yeah, I'm reti- with you. Sorry, go on. No, I, I was just going to say I, I would like to see his progression in ring now. Uh, you talked about the NXT. I, to be fair, I didn't get to see a lot of his NXT stuff. So I've only uh, been privy to the main roster uh, matches. But I, I would be interested to see if you turned up the volume a little bit on his character, still kept him entertaining. Uh, you don't want to mess with it too much, but I, I just you know wonder which direction you could go with his character. I mean, At the time when he was probably at his height, in a sense of all the walk with Elias stuff and everybody was chanting it, would have been an opportune time to maybe push his in-ring work a little bit more since he had the popularity. I know people want to hear, you know, it's like the same, no, no, no offense to any wrestler, but you all, you all have gimmicks to a degree. Booker T, you know, for a stage, we all like to see the Spinner Rooney, even though that's what, that's not his whole act, but people Correct. you like to see when he wins a match do the Spinner Rooney. So we want to see Elias maybe, you know, make some snarky comments, sing a song, sing a, you know, a, a cheeky song and make, you know, some, uh, comments towards his opponent or whatever you know we want to hear the you know what does the wwe stands for what with elias so there are always those aspects of it's like austin and that's the bottom line because stone cold said so if you smell what the rock is cooking there's so many you know what i mean yeah but, you've got those catchphrases that people will recognize immediately yeah exactly so but it'd be, i thought it was a good good opportunity to push him in like the ring room but i'm hoping they'll do this this time I think, again, we already stated this earlier, it's going to take a bit of time, I think, not just for Elias, for a lot of stuff happening in it WWE. Well, because they, they've got to develop the characters. Uh, you brought this up, Benny, and uh, even with Elias, because they did the Ezekiel stuff, which, granted, was pretty comical, because 
it took a talent, you know, like Elias to have to play he, like he had a brother and then to do the family picture where Ezekiel's at home wrestling. He took the power bomb from Kevin Owens. Uh, was pretty creative and pretty comical, but at the same time, yeah, they're they're trying to repackage him back to a character that worked and, and at least found success. And yeah, you you do you have to be patient with the the whole progression. I, I know I use that word a lot, but it, it's true. It's appropriate. It's got to evolve, hasn't it? Again, it, it, yeah, it evolves another good word. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's a good what he had before was good then, but we don't necessarily need to see that 100% again. Yes, we still like the Walk with Elias stuff, but it definitely needs to be uh, evolved and stuff and like, progression, as you've already said. So, um, Yeah, it does. But I think hopefully in the next, I want to say six months or so, we'll see the uh, the rise again of Elias, maybe the Drifter, maybe he'll evolve. I mean, he can wrestle. We saw him wrestle in the ring as Ezekiel, so we haven't seen him wrestle much lately or even probably beforehand because he was doing the Qatar stuff and basically being the heel um so it would be nice to see his in-ring work pick up maybe get that u.s title i don't know it would be nice to see him and as I, a champion i believe we'll see it hopefully so yeah um and, and I, one more thing of uh, yeah. going back to raw it'd be ashamed and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention how wonderful it is to have jbl back oh i was going to ask you actually what you think about jbl and the whole uh baron corbin stuff actually i did i was going to ask you i forgot we moved on to this but um yeah we'll have a before we go back i'll ask you that in a second um before we go back to that uh yeah if we'll we'll me and tyler have a chat about who we want to put forward for next wednesday superstar focus like i said email the show at in the corner wwe at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at in the corner wwe make a suggestion and we'll put that to poll up um the poll will go up on sunday this week and then you know we'll decide you know, hopefully we'll be talking about somebody else but yeah we'll probably go a bit more of a deep dive going forward but yeah in terms of elias quickly i hope to see more of him in the next six months or so so we can whether it's a heel or face what i think heel will probably work better for him but i was about to say i i prefer him more of the heel i, I think you could they've already planted the seeds it would be fun for him and matt riddle to tag and then uh, for Elias to uh, turn his back like on get Riddle. Sick, like get sick of him or something, can turn on him, yeah. Where he's annoying him already. You know, he's like, yeah, don't exactly. interrupt me again. You <laughs> can keep building that a little bit where you don't do it too quick, but uh, wait for the right moment. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of, before we get on to Crown Jewel then, but in ter- I was meant to ask and I forgot, sorry. But yeah, Baron Corbin and JBL, I mean, JBL cutting them promos, the snowflake comments, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what are you thinking so far with this whole wrestling god new era? stuff <laughs> it reminds us all of what a lot of podcasters have said that's been in the business and it's true it rings true that uh these guys were stars not in the just the attitude era but that that's why wwe what i was getting at why they are so valued and you bring them back when the circumstances are right and baron corbin needed that mouthpiece he can talk but not like jbl and, and to have him you know you said it. He was calling fans snowflakes, millennials. I, I love how he appears <laughs> babyface at first in typical JBL fashion, and then he turns heel so quick. It's great. And then Kevin Patrick. I, I love the Irish folks. It's no disrespect, but it's so funny when he calls him Shamrock because he's yeah, Shamrock. yeah. I, I like that. That, that as is well. that's that's good. And then Corey Graves, of course, he loves him because Corey's always siding with the bad guys. Yeah, he yeah. always had that that dynamic and commentary. Uh, but yeah, JBL cutting the promos. Baron Corbin needed this. The guy can go, but and his character is definitely talked about evolving. But 
this is a way to get that rub from an established, uh, not just established, a Hall of Fame guy. Think yeah. about APA and, and then even Hawk Bradshaw back before that, and, and then JBL, the feuds against Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and, and John Cena, and so many. And and JBL did some controversial things that, you know, we, we talked about Piper off air as much as we're fans of them that I, you couldn't get away with now. Absolutely. Uh, especially yeah. on the border stuff. And we won't go into all of that, <laughs> no, no, those no, no, details. No. Uh, but JBL, it's just, he's so good. I mean, he's well-spoken. He He's confident in what he's saying. Of course he is. And, and telling Gargano, you know, single A ball. I was watching a SmackDown uh, earlier, and he was. It was still things he was saying back in like 2006. They're they're still getting over now in in 2022. So it's really incredible. I'm just enjoying it. You can tell I'm I'm marking out because of JBL. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad actually because when he reintroduced Baron Corbin, um, I figured that we'd only see JBL every now and again. I'm actually glad that he's there every week because it helps Baron Corbin. My only gripe about Baron Corbin is that the music in the style is very reminiscent of Happy Corbin. I was kind of hoping for a bit more of a, not necessarily darker, put a suit on the guy. He's with JBL. It's not a complete repackage. Yeah. yeah. That that was uh, felt out of place because I'm, I'm thinking, too, yeah, JBL's uh, dress all smooth, got the cowboy hat, uh, and you've got, yeah, Corbin coming out kind of similar to some of his older gimmicks, so when they were saying, oh, we're going to redo and represent him, and then you've aligned him with JBL. I, I've loved that, but I, I'm with you. And I didn't actually think about it until you brought that up, that why is he coming out with like his same ring gear? Yeah, it doesn't feel like a quite... Yeah, even he doesn't have to wear a suit like JBL, but like even just like heal it up a bit, you know, in a sense of... Because he's dancing around with a hat. Yeah, right, he's supposed to be cocky and, you know, blah, 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 but... It hasn't, but dress does, better than it doesn't than quite match JBL. Comes. Basically, is what I'm getting at, and I feel like even if you just put a shirt on with like a vest on, and some trousers and some uh, you know and, and some shoes or whatever, when he comes out with JBL, look like a bit more of a, a bit more not not copy JBL, but have that like, I mean Jericho when it, you know when he was a heel, he called everybody parasites. He chucked a suit on, you know, and then you know it made sense, and then obviously he would evolve, and then scarves and all that kind of stuff later on, but. I don't know. It's the music, I think. I just feel as it needs to be a bit more maybe elitist, maybe. I don't music know. is so important, and that's something Jim Johnson has said. And I don't, I'm not knocking everybody's theme music, but there is something to be said about a lot of the themes that you hear. I mean, to me, it's got to fit the character. It's got to be something fans go, oh, they recognize or it, it resonates with them. I'll go back to that word. Yeah, yeah. And, and you nailed it. I mean, I think that that's what under-delivers sometimes. It's a shame because actually I think Baron Corbin's actually really good. I think he's quite underrated, um, but it just doesn't. F- Maybe it's because the the music's quite chirpy and happy when actually he's supposed to be a heel. I mean, I was expecting him to come back as a, a version. Maybe of the the original sort of lone wolf esque stuff, or at least the music and the style that he wore back in the day. But I don't know. Yeah, I remember his uh, the first gimmick uh, going back to NXT and. Even if you had to divert that a little bit, I, I'm with you. He could dress nicer, uh, kind of. It makes him kind of look down to the what JBL's calling all the modern generation snowflakes. It kind of fits what he's talking about in his promos. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's what we can say on that, really. Um, yeah, I meant to ask you, but I completely forgot to ask you. No, that, that's fine. I, I just happened to think about it because I'm mm-hmm. all for just kind of highlighting points. But I'd be kind of uh, kicking myself if I didn't bring JBL up. Yeah, he's done. He's done well. Yeah, he's doing the snow. 
<laughs> the comments, even in Texas, you know, he come out, oh, I'm so glad to be back in Texas <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And then they're all popping for it. Then he goes, oh, but, you know, you're all, you know, lazy, che- teaching kids how to go out and <laughs> trick or treat well, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it was, just, it was really, if you haven't seen it, ladies and gents, it's worth, uh, you know. Oh, recommended. Although if you're highly offended, one, you probably ain't listening to this show. And but if you are happen to be listening to this show, you probably might get offended by some of the comments he makes. So um, <laughs> maybe not watch it. I don't know. Up to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all anybody's choice, but uh, it's not going to keep us from watching it. Again. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Right, let's uh, let's smash out of it. This show. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and I, I'm so I'm hopefully everybody's enjoying. Oh, no problem. Hopefully everybody's enjoying the show so far, but we are going to get to that point now. You've come on a like we said off the off the air, Tyler. This is one of the longer shows we might do because we are doing the predictions, and the next Wednesday you'll be back, and we'll be doing the review of Crown Jewel. Um, I, I know a, a lot going on. Absolutely, for the first. I mean, after the week after before the week after, it might not be as much, <laughs> but you know, it is this week. It's almost like a supersized episode again. Uh, but it's going to be the Usi episode. I think we decided earlier. Well, so well we, go. I, we got through Raw even on the good points. It's still a marathon to watch, even when it's good. So yeah, absolutely. Well, when it's really people, good, people. It, yeah, people can listen to this. Come on in the corners, bringing it. Even if I'm not on here, you've got Benny Mac. Come on. If you're not listening to this show, something's wrong with you. You may need a lariat from JBL. No, seriously, don't make him mad because he will knock your head off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. We're making a (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah, we are. We're making T-shirts. We got to get with uh, that's going on the uh, the merchandising uh, department. Absolutely. You are. So I'm not going to lie. Crown Jewel is not one of the shows I look forward to every year. I'm not going to lie. They are getting, they've had some moments. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, before, oh, they have. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, before we get to the matches very quickly, I just want to mention, cause they announced it. Uh, Bray Wyatt is due to be at Crown Jewel. Um, obviously uncle Howdy and everything going on. Um, I think I mentioned it on the SmackDown show, but obviously a lot of people are thinking it's maybe Bo Dallas behind the mask. I th- I've heard that. I still think it's a split personality thing going on, but we'll see. All, but, but either yeah, way, I've, I've heard that theory too. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it at the moment, to be honest. Although I'm wondering where I this is leading. Too. Well, that's the the wonderful thing. I, I'm glad, you know. I I don't. I'm not pulling up a lot of spoilers on purpose because I, I I legitimately want to be surprised. Yeah. Same. It's more of a, well, that night we watched Extreme Rules when uh, we were actually got to the point of, oh, the show's over. Then the Bray Wyatt stuff hit and it was like, oh my God, it was so cool. It was a oh, goosebump moment, uh, you know. So I was marking out and popping too because he's one of those characters that I just, you think, well, what else could they do with him? But it's a credit to WWE and Bray Wyatt himself. I mean, he just keeps reinventing himself. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's how you survive in this business, isn't it? Uh, whether it's be wrestling Oh, you do. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to reinvent ourselves in probably six months' time. Um, so we'll, we'll see uh, what Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying my best. Uh, <laughs> I got some gimmick infringement lawsuits coming my way, so I've got to be careful. Uh, not oh, really. Don't, no, don't no, no, take no. that literally. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I'm only, well, we'll go through the matches. Um, obviously, if anything gets added after the fact, We'll talk about it on the review show, obviously, but um, as it stands right now, as we are, you know, it's, uh, you know, 2nd of November. Um, so first match I got up here is the OC versus um, Judgment Day. So the OC is AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows versus Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. 
Um, we've already highlighted them a little bit. This is quite cool, to be honest. Um, I'm enjoying what they're doing on Raw. Yeah, um, I am too. So, because we've covered quite a bit of Raw anyway, I don't think there's much more we can add to this match, really. Um, so, both I'm liking both factions. It's, I'm actually finding it difficult to pick a winner here. Um, yeah, it's very hard. It's not so uh, cut and dry with this one. Uh, yeah, both these factions are, are doing well. Uh, the only thing, and we we did touch on this, you know, definitely going to have to have some kind of uh, lady involved because of Rhea's interference. Yeah, and I heard the same rumor as you, Mia Yim. I did hear that as a possible uh, somebody to join the OC, really, which would be quite interesting, to be honest. Hey, Mia Yim uh, might work because of her gimmick. That that actually could make sense. At, at first, when reading that, I'm going, I'm not sure that's that would uh, actually go together with the OC. But if I'm thinking correctly, just knowing her gimmick, uh, it might actually work out for the you know for the better than what I'm yeah. thinking originally. Because you know her and Rhea, I don't know if they wrestled in NXT, but I, I was wondering if they had a history at all. But either way, it's still going to be pretty neat to see her if she shows up. We'll see. Uh, well, I'm going to see, but I think without not, I'm going to go, I am going to pick one now, to be honest. I'm going to go Judgment Day, win this because of Rhea Ripley being on the outside there. Uh, but like you said, it could be counteracted by another, possibly another female superstar coming in. So we'll have to see, but I'm going to go Judgment Day, Tyler. How about yourself? I like both the factions, but I'm going uh, the OC on this one. Whoa, here we go then. He's on the show now and he's definitely going to, Disagree. No, not disagree. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to cause some controversy. This is going to be interesting. That, that's what I do. I, I'm going to have to write a book after this. Not really. Well, uh, I'm going to have to design a in the corner title belt, and then uh, maybe one of us can be the champion. Maybe we'll have to keep notes from going forward from Crown Jewel. I think that would be uh, splendid. And uh, see who wins the show, you know, in, in terms of guesses overall. And then if I get the most, then I get a point and so on and so forth. So. We'll see who wins uh, going forward. And uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to save some money and buy a bout, maybe. Unless you want to donate to the show, which you can do on Twitter, by the way. Uh, that's yeah, hey, donations are welcome. But, uh, yeah, hey, that's the thing. It's not Prices something I ask are... for regularly. I'm not going to yeah, ask. Yeah, they're a little cheap, folks. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, it's there. <laughs> um, the thing is, we've we've apart from a few matches here, we've covered quite a lot of these in terms of Raw tonight, in terms of our thoughts going forward. So we're not probably not going to say too much about certain matches but others we will but uh yeah so you're going oc that's gonna be interesting we've gone i like that to be honest i'm not uh you don't, don't feel free to agree or disagree but um you know yeah i, I <laughs> it thought i change it up but but honestly after seeing i i came at it like this after seeing the judgment day kind of mm-hmm. one up them the past couple weeks and and the go home this week as we discuss i i just have a feeling they're they're due one a win it makes sense, but what I'm picking up is that uh, obviously Anderson did win his singles match this week, even though they didn't look like it. Mm. So as a unit, the that's Judgment fair. Day, you know, that's how I'm looking at it. So you know, but it is what it is. Um, we'll get this. This I don't think this is going to take long, to be honest. I think we both we both voiced our opinions on this off the air, but we're going to do it again now. Um, Strowman versus Omas. I've been. I'm. It's not been a secret if you've been listening to the show regularly. <clears throat> um, I don't think this match is needed right now but it is what it is i mean how do you feel tyler with Strowman and omas 
uh, how do I feel? Uh, I'm trying to be professional here. Uh, it's I uncensored, rather, remember? It's uncensored. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather go to the bathroom, get a snack, go to sleep, uh, do anything else but have to watch the match. Uh, and that I hate to say it, but it's just, I know we get the giant and monster. It's in Saudi Arabia. It's got all that, that kind of wrestling logic, you would think. But uh, after watching Omos wrestle, and even Braun, uh, you know, Strowman can definitely do more. Or at yep. least you would think. Uh, and and with MVP, I, I just this does nothing to uh, help me gravitate toward it. The whole uh, angle has been underwhelming, underdelivered, and just because you have two big guys, don't mean they need to have a match. It, so it, I, it, it does feel like this has been ordered, doesn't it, by the uh, by the people over there? And yeah, uh, it, it does. It's like the creative's been taken out of Triple H's hands, and oh, we want two giants. We want a big. Now I'm getting into a Vince impersonation without trying to do it. <laughs> I feel God like you know, now damn it. Vince, yeah, he's like, come on, pal. Oh, think about it. Braun Strowman. Oh, my. So, yeah, MVP can be the mouthpiece. Bucket now. And I want my money. No, I'm just kidding. Man, it hurts to try to do that. I'm having to gargle. How to spend through it. But anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, with all due respect, I, I am being uncensored, and that's my actual thoughts on it. Yeah. It's hard to even pick the winner. Uh I would say Omos just because it's new, but then I have a feeling though Braun just came back, so it's uh, I'm a little bit at a a tough spot even with uh, this matchup. I, I don't know if MVP is going to interfere somehow. I, I don't know because he'll be there. I, I would imagine. Uh, to me, I just uh, I almost wish this match didn't happen, and or they would have just had it on a SmackDown or Raw. I would have been fine. Uh, I think there is. I think there is not now not a sense of this event, but if done right, there would be actually a number for this because they've been building both guys with matches, not, not, I mean, more Omos than Strowman, but they've been doing sort of enhancement matches. And this is a good opportunity. Omos and Raw Brawns on SmackDown. Let's have them separate. Let's get them beating, you know, local talent to begin with. Then, you know, you start integrating actual people from the roster you know, getting destroyed by Omos, getting to a bit of few angles here and there. And then by the time you get to Rumble, you know, Omos is in there dominating and Bra- or Braun Strowman's in there dominating and Omos comes out. Then you, the crowd would be a bit more like, oh, damn, this could be this could be really good, you know? Uh, and that could lead to something, maybe even a Mania match. But they I mean, that's a possibility that would, would help uh, for sure. Uh, I'd be more interested that way after these guys have dominated on their respective shows for three to five months, you know, destroying everything in front of them, having big high profile matches with whoever. And then, you know, you have them, these two big guys meet in the rumble. Um, mm-hmm. I would have preferred it that way, but yeah, it feels to me like it's been kind of like Amazon sort of prime, you know, I'll have that next day, please. It's just, <laughs> that's actually a good analogy. Uh, I'll, I'll take the next match, but if I have to predict it, I'm just, it's merely a guess like they are. I'll go Braun Strowman. You're going to go Strowman. Um, do you know what? I don't really give two hoots, to be fair. Um, but I'm going to go Omos. Just to be different from yourself, Tyler. So one of us is going to get it right. <laughs> yeah, at least one of us will. Basically, Correct. for better or worse, I'm going to go. I, but I am... Um, if if you're ever going to have... Uh, that's. I mean, this is bad. I shouldn't be saying this, but... If if anything, if it feels like a pre-show match, 
It really it, does. It does. Even though you get two big guys. And it shouldn't feel like that. That's my point. It could be a lot better. Um, but there we go. <laughs> I mean, it, here's my problem. They, they're trying to build up Omos as the next coming of Andre. And I'm like, really? Uh, I think Andre's rolling over in his ashes. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, I, th- there was just a better way of doing this. And the way they've done it is, yeah, it's just been like, we better do this now for Crown Jewel. And there we go, it's done. I mean, they could both recover from this, whoever loses. they Either one. I think the loss would hurt Omas more than Strowman going forward. But, um, again. Because Omas, w- with a win over a guy that has at least, you know, think about the, the career and more experience of a Strowman. It's going it, to benefit Omas more. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and that that's true. I, I guess I I even took myself away from how you would go about this match because I, I really wasn't interested, just being fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And it's a shame because I actually, Strowman, you know, it's pretty damn good. Uh, I think probably, what, 2017 was probably a good year. I think it was 2017. Was no, a, I'm, I'm really happy he's returned. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely. glad they Same brought year. him back. He, he does some neat things. We, we all know he's not going to go in there and have a, a working match. He's more the big guy, the power guy. So that's his specialty. Uh, Omos needs a lot more training. I think if he, he honed his skills better, we could kind of buy into him more. But it's just... He's awkward. I and I know he's when you're that big, that's going to happen. Uh, but it just it looks sluggish at times watching no, him. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's move on because it's just bumming us. It's bumming everybody well, out. It's, I, it's, I know, and, and we've spent a lot of more time. On that <laughs> I'm laughing. That's my fault. I, I've really dissected how how can we get interested. Which we're, we're trying question. to make it a, a good idea, but <laughs> we're trying to make it as entertaining as it's going to be. Where's the popcorn? Yeah, exactly. That would that would make it interesting. Some popcorn or a beer or two. Yeah, that would be that would be yeah. good. <laughs> or or a couple of brews. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, wow. We haven't talked about these guys at all, so there might be a lot here. But uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross, steel cage match. Now, this match makes perfect sense um, and is a great way of, hope. well, maybe hopefully, one way or another, finishing this feud, I would assume. Um, Karrion Cross is on fire at the moment. Um, and, uh, I, I, again, um, the build-up's actually been pretty good with this, to be honest. It's been... They haven't done it every week, which is good. Um, the whole car crash incident a few weeks ago was what the hell was going on. A really good way of starting SmackDown. Straight into the action. I li- I'm liking it, it more and more. Um, we get less of the... Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the talking at the opening of the show. But it's nice to get into shows at the moment where a match is happening, about to start, or something else is happening, other than just a 15-minute promo. Um, yeah, you can't have them all starting out the same way exactly, just every yeah. week. Or you, you do uh, tend to get bored, and it it comes off, uh, you know, a little less than all the time. Yeah. Um, I feel like this match is a must-win for Drew McIntyre because he has taken loss after loss in terms of high-profile matches since Clash of the Castle. Yes, he's won weekly matches, but in terms of big matches, he hasn't been able to get it done, so... I feel this is a must win for Drew McIntyre. Uh 100%. I mean, your thoughts on this feud and this uh this possibly the last match between these two guys for a while. I think Drew McIntyre's got to get the win. I, I think he needs it. Cuz Karen Cross got it at extreme rules and this was uh laid out uh very nicely because 
you would think maybe Scarlet finds a way to get interfere, but they're in a silk cage. So maybe if she's outside, there's no way she can pull any tricks, uh, you know, with having that structure. But regardless, I think Drew needs the victory. I mean, I, I like both these guys. I'm a big fan, and I like Scarlet as well, that whole package with uh, Karen Cross and herself. I just, uh, these guys will, it'll be very physical, very intense. They will beat the the living crap out of each other. And yeah. it's going to be just uh, a barn burner, as good old J.R. Jim Ross would say. I always love those terms. And, uh, and yeah, I'm with you. I think the Scottish warrior, I've got to go with him. I've got a little bit of Scottish in there, too, as well as English for all the U.K. fans. And they're probably wondering what happened. He got to the Appalachians and his intellect got slower. That's what <laughs> happened. But that's true. No, uh, so I'm, I'm going to go Drew McIntyre. And once again, if only I look like these people, that that would help <laughs> me. But unfortunately, uh, that's why you hear me behind the desk on commentary. You you don't want me in front of the cameras. Me and Tyler have go. got faces for radio, and that's why we're on radio. Yeah, and I've, I've got faces for radio, and now they wonder why I, I keep facial hair. I've, <laughs> I've got to hide some of it. Uh, oh, man. Um, I agree 100% that McIntyre needs the win. Um But that's my heart saying that. My head says Cross is going to win this. Um, we might see an attitude change for towards McIntyre. I don't know if Cross does win this, um, but it's interesting. I don't. It's hard to know where these guys are going really, and I quite like that as well. I'm not overly bothered in a sense of. I'm I, glad I have to that know. we. Yeah, and don't mean to cut you off. I'm I'm glad we don't know because sometimes I think we we get in the know so much that it takes away from uh, where the story can take us. Yeah, and, no, uh, I found myself you know, in all honesty, in that mode. And I'm like, I'm with you. Because, you know, Drew's been open. He'd like to go back to being a heel at some point. And I got to admit, as good as a baby face as he's made, I did like Drew being the bad guy. Yeah, no. But I don't know a, how you could do it, because Karrion Cross to me, is also a great villain. So I don't know how that's, to your point, <laughs> I don't know where they go from here. I mean, if uh, if McIntyre loses, I mean, I've gone for Cross, so that's what I'm going for. In terms of how my head works, again, I'm just speculating, obviously. That, that's all I'm doing. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I'd like to say I'm in Triple H's ear, but I'm not. So <laughs> that, that's why I laugh at myself. But it's fun to th have these theories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I would just say if uh, McIntyre does lose, um, I think a heel turn could be a good thing in a sense of... Uh, but because I feel like the face side of things have probably run its course in the nicest way possible. That's not a, a, a dig or anything like that. But um, if he loses and then McIntyre tries to do it the not, like the, the clean way, the, the face way, and it's not working, and he loses to Cross again, this could be a good opener for him to go, well, I'm trying it this way, and change, basically. So, um, And I'd love to hear that um, Broken Dreams music again. Oh, I would too. When they played that at Clash of the Castle, I, love that. I, I forgot it. As much as I like the bagpipes, because I know he's from Scotland, <laughs> I was like, this rocks, man. And I was even a big into Roman. I mean, I, I was still a fan of the tribal chief, but I was happy Drew got that moment. And uh, seeing him come out, and I'm like, this has just become real because you're getting to hear that old theme. A lot of people, even in the UK, didn't think they'd hear it. I was talking to some other British fans, and they are like, no, they're not going to play it. But then it surprised us all, and what do you know? At least they gave us the tease at the beginning. So I, I, I'm with you. I want to hear more Broken Dreams, by goodness. 
I think that might end up making him more of a face again, though. I don't know, <laughs> if, at least for a oh, while. Oh, it could, yeah, because it'll definitely be over. Because Drew's over already, and then you get that reaction. It, yeah. it's probably he's gonna fall, maybe <laughs> blur the lines even where he's 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 bad. But th- even if he is, you want to cheer him. Absolutely, yeah. So I don't know, but I, I mean, so you've got McIntyre. My heart wants McIntyre to win it. I feel he needs this win, but I feel like Cross is going to walk out. Um, uh, uh, victorious basically so you know we'll see what happens obviously we're you know that uh, coveted point is on the line <laughs> to see who wins um I'm, I'm yeah, so yeah it's interesting absolutely uh, yeah to pick a winner but I, I think drew needs that victory back yeah no I, I i agree i think he needs it but um i think cross is gonna do it <laughs> i can't uh... cross, so you're picking cross okay that is compelling. So Benny being in the UK and I, I'm just being funny here. It's going to go against <laughs> his fellow countrymen in Scotland and take it for the guy that's where Cross is from. I'm going with McIntyre. If a championship was on the line, McIntyre all the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it takes. If he's, there's a title, oh, then we're, we're going to Drew. T- then the kilts are all aligned here. At Clash of the Castle, I was I said on the podcast, and I was literally like, my heart says McIntyre, my head says Roman's walking out with the Undisputed Championship. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, had a lot of mixed emotions. Absolutely, it, but they they they, I, I they sold the show. It was for the moment. Yeah, it was for the moment because Drew didn't to keep Roman that building that momentum as, as happy as I would have been for Drew McIntyre being in Wells and and that atmosphere. Roman is just even as great as Drew's been, I, and this is going to come off bad, but. I think Roman is just, it's that other level that next year. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, we've got a few more matches. Again, these are the matches that are posted right now. These are the ones. So if there might be ones added tomorrow or Friday, but uh, obviously we'll comment on those as, um, as they come up really, I guess, but there's no points available for those. <laughs> We're just doing these ones. Um, but Lesnar versus yeah. Lesnar versus Lashley. Um, I'm a little bit more excited about this now, Tyler, to be honest. I am too. I think that Brawl uh, did a lot. I mean, and what they were able to tell us in a, a short period of time, because most storylines go more than a month, actually several months, even years, and, and they were able to accomplish uh, this one in, what, three weeks to a month? I mean, pretty amazing. So I am I am uh, excited about Lashley and, and Lesnar again. Yeah, um, obviously there is a little bit of history here as well, um, so that helps. Um, this is where you go with, you know, you can have a good storyline between two or four or whatever, and then you can go away for a couple of months, and because of the history, you can bring it back. I mean, that's you know, true. You know, it's, it's all historical. Exactly, and the same with like Dominic making comments about Eddie. We all, you know, anybody who's been watching WWE for a long time knows the storyline with Eddie and Ray and Dominic when he was a kid and the, you know, and all that stuff. So the custody battle. Exactly. So, you know, when they make comments and the way Dominic looks at the moment, you can just see it kind of, I feel like we are going to see like an Eddie-esque Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. Um, oh, we are. And like Rhea doing the China roll. Yeah, to a degree. That's actually not, I didn't yeah. even think of that, to be honest. Yeah, not, 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 the same, not the same way, but kind of no, we've seen exactly the what you mean. I know exactly no. what you mean, though. That makes perfect sense. So, yeah. Um, go on, then. Right, Lesnar versus Lashley. Who you got? Oh, this is a tough one because I like both these guys, but <clears throat> who won the last one? Uh, I think I may need a, to In terms get a of one-on-one, uh, I believe Lashley did. And then um, 
there was the Elimination Chamber wasn't there, but Lashley didn't actually compete because he got injured yeah. before and the Lashley match started. Won that one. Yeah. So, okay, took, yeah. so I believe Lashley won the last one-on-one encounter. Uh, I feel like a game show. Give me a, a, a lifeline. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, anyways, but it's hard because I, I like both these guys, but I've got a feeling... Well, Lashley won the the first one. So as much as I like Bobby Lashley, I'm actually going to have to go Brock Lesnar. Okay. There could be – oh, hang on. I've done it the wrong one. <laughs> I've typed in the wrong one. <laughs> but there we go, yeah. Um, so you, 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 Brock, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you could flip a coin on this one. Um, and I'm not doing it just to be different, Tyler, but I am going to go Lashley. Um, but I do feel like there could be some sort of – I mean, maybe I'm hoping too much. No, maybe. That, that's a good pick. I mean, it, this one is hard. It's, it's a, coin a coin toss. toss. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the I mean, the Omar Stroma match earlier was more of a coin toss because we don't really give two hoots about it. This one is more of a co- toin cost. We, we, we do toss. care about this one a little more. <laughs> I just said toin cost as well, That which makes no sense. I, completely... <laughs> I think it made perfect sense. If you've heard me talk and, and slur my <laughs> words enough, I promise you I'm not drinking, but it's so funny because I've had to say part of me when it, on Montreal <laughs> earlier. Uh, just call me partying with DX backstage. I wish, <laughs> but no, not really. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cool. Right. Uh, let's move on. Um, so, yeah, we've done that. I think it's going to be a good match, actually. I'm excited about it now. I hope it is a good match because when it first started, this whole Lashley-Brock thing again, I was like, oh, for goodness sake. But the way they've sort of dealt with it the last few weeks, I actually quite like it. And it's got me, as we as we, as we said at the top of the show, and now uh, I'm quite hyped for it. So I'm hoping it's going to please deliver this time. because yeah, tr- we're, we're engaged more. Yeah. I want it to be good, and I want it to be... If they deliver this time, great. If they don't, then don't do it again. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's the picks down anyway, at least. Um, make sure we save the file, because proof that this is what uh, everybody's picked. I know, we, we do need the proof in case, uh, you know, that we're, we get investigated now. Was this your <laughs> prediction? We're, yeah, we're going to yeah. be, you know, uh, they're, they're going <laughs> to give us a business down the road. That yeah. could be one of the funny well, actually, WrestleMania skits for Royal Tyler. Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> actually, Tyler, you said, <laughs> bring up the file. Oh, yeah, you said that. <laughs> yeah, Benny <There> yeah. <laughs> yeah, can actually be the eyewitness. Now, Tyler did say this. So he, he's going there's a recording. There's a recording to prove it as well, but there's also a document yeah, to back I'll it up. Be like, uh, we'll be like McMahon with uh, Cap, uh, Mr. America when Hogan did that, and they were doing the lie detector oh, test. Uh, that, was, that was funny, though. It was. i, I got to admit, I laughed. That was... Oh no, um, I, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of that at the time. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but there we go. That's a different yeah. story for a different day. Um, well, that, that's what's interesting about this show. You ne- you never know. You're, you're finding out everything. Look, in terms uh, that of, you, yeah, go ahead. As I was just going to say, in terms of Hogan, like I appreciate what he did for the business in terms of his popularity, the what he did, drew the houses and all that. I've never been a Hogan fan, to be honest with you. I appreciate it, and it was good back in the day when he would pop back and do stuff in the NWO briefly. Then he did the, you know, the whole comedian rock and Hogan, you know, mm-hmm. is a good match. I'm not disputing any of it, but I've just never really been a full on Hogan fan. So which oh, is- I respect that. And I think how come I was a fan is of the whole comedian stuff, him turning heel. Of course I was in Sting's corner then because I was a Sting fan. So I was one Sting to actually win. Unfortunately, we all know that match how that happened. And, and that's when Bret Hart came over and, and they tried to do the screw finish, which I, 
I did not understand, but I digress. <laughs> We're talking Crown Jewel, yeah, and yeah. I didn't need to go back to uh, WCW in 1997. Well, that's, a we that's, that's a different yeah. podcast for a different time, I think. That's, uh, that could be an interesting conversation, Tyler, to be honest. It, it could be. Uh, we may have to do a, a sidebar to that. Yeah, yeah. You know? What yeah. happened? What ifs? Like we were in control. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, there you I, go. My, my age at that, you know, I can imagine me calling Eric Bischoff or Ted Turner. I, I forget how old I would have been. Oh, yeah. Can you change that? Can you be different? <laughs> and they're like, okay, kid, just keep watching the show. How did you get you? this number? It would be more like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they would care or know who I am, anyways. But it's just, <laughs> that's me trying to be funny to how we, we do book now. I, I'm still doing that now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, right. Oh, this was a. Not out of the blue as such, but I was surprised this was happening. Um, but the Undisputed Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Usos, the defending champions, will be taking on the Brawling Brutes, uh, Butch and Ridge Holland. Um, I'm quite, I mean, they, uh, Ridge and Butch do have a pinfall victory over the Uso. Uh, yeah, do they? No. I can't remember if they beat the I can't the remember. No, they no. Sorry, they beat somebody. I'm confused. I'm no. It's myself. no need to be sorry. I should have done my homework too because yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to recall if they had a victory over them. No, there's been a scrap, hasn't it, between them? I think. I think there was some. Yeah, sort of, no, it was over Sami Zayn and uh, Sokoa, wasn't it? So it was. That's yeah, right. That, there we go. We get there eventually on this show. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Usos defending the uh, the championships against Brawling Brutes. Um, my understanding is it's for the undisputed tag team championship. So both you know, Raw and SmackDown tag belts. So um, I think this could be a uh, a banger, as uh, Sheamus would say. Oh, it could be. I, I think it'll be a good match. And uh, I like the Brawling Brutes, but I don't see them beating the Usos. Uh, I'm with you 100% on that one. Um, short of maybe the Sami Zayn-Jay relationship causing a loss, which I can see happening at some point. Um or maybe it leads to Jay doing something in Sammy and he walks off and Sammy's trying to stop him walking off and he loses his temper and leaves and the Usos lose because of Jay walking off or whatever, however it happens. But yeah, in terms I mean, of, that could happen. Yeah. I feel, I feel as though that that's the way, whether it's the Romans title or the tag titles, I can see that happening in a way that it's going to cost somebody a championship within the bloodline. So that's what's going to cause problems down the road. But in terms of uh, in terms of this match, I'm with you 100%. Usos, um, uh, I feel like definitely going to walk out as they walk in. As the you know, we the ones, as they say, the undisputed. Yeah, we titles. the ones. Uh, they're they're going to be feeling Usi. I got a feeling. I, I can't oh, help it now. Now I want to say that word so much, and I, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm gonna I, sh- have I to... should have said feeling Usi. That's what I should have said. You've. No, <laughs> I, I, I ruined it, didn't I? Leave it to me, the premiere episode that I'm actually a fixture on, and, you you know, I jump in, and I, now Benny's going to go, <laughs> okay, those checks did bounce, uh, uh, Tyler, that's in the career. I know, I'm teasing yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll get there. I will get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Anyway, um, yeah, well, well, so again, these are the matches that are posted right now. So we've got two more to go. Raw Women's Championship. We did kind of talk about this earlier uh, when we were talking about Raw a little bit. Um, stale, I think, believe the word was, and it's a shame because I like both these women. Mm-hmm. Uh, last woman standing match, too. though. Um, so that's quite interesting. Obviously, that leaves it open to a lot of interference as well. It, it does. It leaves you to a lot of interference and a lot of what you can do that you couldn't do in a, a regular match. So. 
That that definitely opens up the avenues of uh, creativity, what you could express and do and not do in a match. And uh, I think, I hate to say it because I've been a big fan of Bianca Belair, but this would be the chance that Bailey needs. Unless they're going to continue it, That that's what made it difficult even choosing this one because I like both these ladies just like you mentioned. I'm going to go Bailey on this one. Um. I'm going to do what I did last time, which was uh, also Bailey, which was Extreme Rules. So I agree with that that straight away. But what could, in a weird way, we're calling it stale and it's been a bit, I don't know, lackluster lately, whatever you want to call it. By putting the title on Bailey, we can have that obnoxious ding dong, haha, I'm the champion, blah, 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 and have her on the mic dissing Belair every week. And basically refusing to give Belair a title match, which then becomes more heelish, which is the heat I think damage control overall in Bailey needs for it to be for they me to care it. for me to care whether whether Bianca wins it or not. Um, this is I think this would be a good opportunity to, even though it's involving the same people, would actually help freshen it up going forward. It would, and Bianca could still challenge her down the road and win it back. So, I mean, you're, I don't know that it'll hurt Bianca because she's enjoyed a long title reign. I just feel like unless you're going to continue it uh, farther, that Bailey's in need of getting in a championship. Not that she's always needed it, but I think right now you need something that can re-energize this storyline. Shake it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um and I feel like you could even not have uh, Bailey defend the title at Survivor Series. Maybe again, Damage Control, Bel Air, Oscar, Alexa. Because so now, what's happened now? Obviously, how I'm looking at it is that the Oscar and Alexa are the tag team champions, women's tag team champions. So, and now you have then you could potentially have the women's title on Bailey. So that leaves it to a point of like, well, one camp's got one lot and one camp, so they're still fighting for damage control is fighting for ultimate control and by how do you get ultimate control in terms of damage control holding all the titles having all the gold so it gives you them a option of um keeping this going a bit longer oh you said it i i would concur with that, that that's why it's hard uh when it makes sense to not agree with you so we have disagreed but you know because I, I know that's what we're doing but you brought up some very fascinating observations, my friend, and I have to uh, concur. Like I said, I, I think it would just help, uh, mm-hmm. you know, shake things up, like you were saying. I think it will freshen it up by having yeah, freshen up. That, that's yeah, the word. Yeah. I yeah. think I think that's a good way of looking at it. To be honest with you, it, it will freshen it up to a point of, um, like you said, you can have Bailey cut some of these promos. And, you know, and she'll be absolutely yeah, like, obnoxious. Obnoxious, exactly. So there you go. Um, and it leaves it open to a possibility, maybe at Survivor Series, classic Survivor Series match, maybe. I don't know. And I got to admit, uh, that, boy, this is going to sound bad. I've, I'm going to have a crush on her lately. Uh, that's So I, I don't want that to taint the picks. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing because now people are going to go, oh, now we know why you picked her. Uh, now we know why you picked Tyler. <laughs> Anyway, well, at least I was honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it, man. it's fine. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm all about Alexa, to be fair, but there we go. Oh, yeah. Alexis is an attractive lady, <laughs> and uh, I, we may have to have some real damage control. Benny's gonna have to go, <laughs> okay, Tyler, wait a minute. He's uh, 
He's kind of off the rails here. <laughs> I, nah. But no, I, I did I did pick Bailey on her talent. But I gotta admit, she is she is attractive, and and the more I, I see her, even now, it's like, you know, uh, I'll just move on. But no, she is very very. Actually, dig myself <laughs> deeper. So. Do the hot tag Tyler to me in the corner. There we go. <laughs> there Let's move on. Yeah, I'm I'm getting uh, beat down over here, Benny. Here's the tag. Take care of business. I'm oh, well, struggling. If it's Bailey, and you might want the beat down. I don't know. Anyway, undisputed. <laughs> well, w- it is undisputed <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I, I may want it. <laughs> Undis- well, he yeah. wants the Bailey to belly. Undisputed WWE <laughs> Universal Championship. Roman Reigns will be defending the title against Logan Paul. I don't think I need to ask you who you're going to pick, but uh, let's. I mean, what are your thoughts on this whole Logan Paul? I mean, Jake Paul beat Anderson Silver in a boxing match this past week. So, um, not that that's got any <laughs> inclination on this uh on this match but what are your thoughts on roman versus logan paul uh logan paul will be impressive uh but he's not going to defeat roman reigns uh he'll have to acknowledge him even with the steel uh plates or however they were describing it in his hands and that lucky shot it's going to take more than that uh Roman Reigns all the way, still retains. It doesn't make sense for Logan Paul to be the guy to dethrone him, even though I, I really respected what Logan Paul's brought, uh, in all honesty. And and with Heyman there, the bloodline, I just don't know that Logan Paul gets any help to make it fair anyways. And, and I think even without it, Roman Reigns still has to, to get the win. I agree with you. Uh, I think Logan Paul can come out of this looking really good. Bearing in mind, this is his third match. In WWE, as much as I want to hate this guy, he's actually done pretty well in the matches he's had. So you're only as good as your last match, obviously. Um, yeah, he's done good. So, but yeah, I don't see if Logan Paul <laughs> wins, there is something wrong. Um, I'm not saying it should won't be a good match. I'm actually kind of look weirdly. I'm kind of looking forward to it, mainly to see Logan Paul get his, you know, couple of Superman punches maybe in a in a spear, but. Um, I think it actually could, it has, weirdly, I can't believe I'm saying this, it has the potential of being actually a pretty good match. No, it does. I, I think that's the thing. I, I think now I understand why they were put together, because Logan Paul and Roman Reigns will actually impress a lot of people. I think it'll surprise a lot of folks, too, kind of like with Miz and Logan Paul. I'll go back to that, even though that'll be a different match. <laughs> Uh, it's just the, the way Logan Paul's really took the training seriously with Shawn Michaels and, and taking the business uh, very seriously. So, and Roman Reigns can even respect that. And even the storyline that, you know, it's true. He's a social media guy, but he he's trying, but yet Roman Reigns has just been the man. So, yeah. you know, Heyman brought that up in, in the uh, big press conference. So, and it's, it's going to give the Saudi show a lot more uh, relevance too. speaking of the Island of relevancy nice segue uh, that, that makes yeah <laughs> and uh so yeah what do you know i actually got something right uh but roman reigns i you know who knows though i think it'll be a good match i just don't see it would you talk about being surprised if logan paul did actually win i, I just don't think it makes sense i think roman reigns all the way the only He's way i'll be good with it is obviously if some sort of cheating involved in logan paul does win and the only way i'll be good with it is if austin theory cashes it in and takes it straight off him as soon as uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that would be funny yeah that would uh be uh poetic justice for for anybody even if you like logan paul why is he needing to beat roman reigns but then yeah for theory you'd be happy for austin theory yeah, to yeah. Uh, get that moment i don't think because it seems like every moment he you know with uh 
what was the boxer at Clash of the Castle that knocked him down? It uh, was Tyson, uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah, Tyson Fury. Why did I forget his name? I, I knew it, but I just couldn't think of it. I got your back. Tag partner over here. Hot tag, like I said. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, well, I'll tell you, Bailey's distracting me, and you've already said to take the belly-to-belly <laughs> suplex, so that's got me all caught up in the game. I'll just use that. So I'm trying. I've, I've, I have my moments. I'm uh, not a, you're doing fine, mate. I, I'm sure everybody will agree that you've done absolutely fantastic on this well, show, Tyler. I, well, I, I appreciate you. You're uh, you, you're a great host, and I, I just – I'm very grateful for the opportunity, so I, I I try to put my best into it. Mate, you do it. You don't don't give yourself a hard time. You do. You really do. Um, well, I think that's pretty much it for this uh, this episode of In the Corner. Thank you very much, Tyler. I can't wait to talk to you uh, oh, next Wednesday. Uh, quick shout out as well. Quick shout out quickly. I just want to let everybody know before we find out where we can follow Tyler and stuff is that this week's because normally the show comes out Wednesday and Sunday because of when pay-per-views happen. I'm sure many of you know how this works by now. Wednesday, we do the uh, pr- the, the preview. Uh, there will be a Saturday edition of In the Corner this week to review SmackDown. Uh, so there will be no show Sunday, but we'll be reviewing and talking Raw and stuff like that on Wednesday. And then the shows go back to Wednesday, Sunday. It's only when pay-per-views and premium events happening that it slightly changes in order to fit it all in, basically. So, um, But yeah, Tyler, where can we follow you? For those people that have listened to the show right to the end here, what's your Twitter handle and what else are you up to, buddy? Uh, you can follow me at DustinTyler86, and uh, I'm also writing for WrestleBuddy and The Geek Buddy. They do a lot of things non-wrestling related. And uh, you can find me on some other podcasts as well, and uh, including this one, when I can be on. But I would uh, recommend that you follow, like, subscribe, do whatever you need to do to follow Benny and what he's doing for In the Corner and SJP, you know, World Media Network. Also back when with uh, Danny over there, who also, like Benny, co-hosts with Sai Pal, the great Sai Pal. He did pay me a lot of money to say that. No, seriously, we, we love Sai. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, RSH as well. That's a great show. And also Josh writes on WrestleBuddy too. And he, he's a big, a great partner. I, I have to, I'm indebted to him as well. So have to shout out and, uh, but just follow me on there. I mean, uh, I, I tend to go lengthy. We can't help it. We do like to talk and we're podcasters. So what do you expect? I even laugh at myself about it. So. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Tyler. I uh, need to, good job. You said that actually, cause, uh, on today's, uh, on the podcast release form chain wrestling from monday will be up right now tomorrow on the network you've got murder in mind podcast uh every thursday and also the wcw nitro nights podcast and as already uh tyler's already mentioned on fridays of rsh alternate saturdays you've got back when which tyler is uh, involved we're in. at, yeah we're actually planning on recording one tomorrow so that's what's go. cool i'm doing two shows back to back that's involved with science network and, and you all so yeah it's good yeah, and then obviously on Saturdays, like I said, they alternate between back when and the waiting room, which is what we do. And on Mondays, you've got NXT Rise and Four. Tuesday, you've got Connor Knows Horror and the Doctor Who pod. There's so much stuff going on. Follow at SJP World Media on Twitter and Facebook and all that. You can do all that. Follow this show on Twitter as well at In the Corner WWE. Let us know your picks. The poll will be up on Sunday for our next Superstar Focus. And you can also email the show of any ideas who you think we should talk about from WWE's present or past in the corner, WWE at gmail.com. Uh, Tyler, thank you very much, buddy. I much, very much appreciate you jumping. I'm so glad you're part of the show. Don't give yourself oh, a hard time. Oh, you're very welcome. 
Yeah, um, uh, hey, I, I've loved it. It's been a blast, and uh, just don't mention Bailey again, and I can focus. <laughs> right, I'm going to go Google some Bailey, and I will see you all <laughs> on Saturday for the SmackDown edition of In the Corner, and we'll see Tyler next Wednesday for the Crown Jewel and the Raw uh, talk, basically. So thank you, Tyler, and thank you very much yep, for listening, and we'll see you all again on Saturday.